From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. He's Roz. I'm Mocha. Hello. Oh, let me stretch it out here. Hold on a sec. Stop it. What is the matter with you? Damn. I was in the middle of a good stretch, and it's when somebody's in the middle of a good stretch, you know what that's like when you're interrupted? It's like when uh, you're in the middle of a yawn and somebody mm. puts their finger in your mouth. Oh, the oh worst. don't even. Right. That's the worst. The worst. Yeah, Shem, that. why do you look so disgusted? You never had that happen to you before? Excuse me? Put their finger in your mouth? You've yeah. never had somebody do that yeah. to you? No, I got when good people you, in my you, life. When he distracts go, you. Oh, it's my the, dad it, does it, that to me all the time. Ew! First of all, that is that is a game between like romantic parts partners uh maybe your kid i play it with my cat sometimes okay putting your finger in your mouth when you yawn to ruin a good yawn is not a game that a father should play with his grown son no just saying table this past thanksgiving no should not dinner table that is while he's he's like like during dinner yes so presumably your dad put like a piece of turkey in his mouth licked his fingers (laughs) and then you (laughs) yawned and and shoved it right in your mouth no man that ain't cool that's not how the game is played. There's rules to that game. Shem, you've never had somebody do that to you. No, thank you. I got good people in my life. Man. But you've never had somebody ruin a yawn, put, either put their finger in your mouth? No. Is it because you've never been that close to somebody before? Wow. Oh, no, I'm just asking. Oh, I'm just asking. Come on, man. Yeah, I have. I just Nobody does something dutty like that. Have you That's never done that? You've never done that to somebody? It's absolutely- you've never put your finger in it's, somebody's mouth to ruin funny. a yawn? It's pretty funny. No, I might, I might like kiss them or something like that. Kiss? First of all, okay. Well, yawn, Shem, 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 pause for one second. Okay. Listen, oh. we all know. Okay. Okay. We get it. <laughs> okay, we get it. We're talking about something else here. Okay, Shem's always like, "No, man, I just make out yeah. everything, everything, everything." I'm like, yeah, I, "I miss a love, like, love over here." Yeah, Shem, you've been to this. You've been to the, the the breakfast joint up the street. No, man, too busy making out. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, it doesn't. It's, nah, it's not okay. I don't need breakfast. Yeah, I make love. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not like you. You can just say no without saying sorry. I was yeah. making love. Yeah. Right? Like you can. You can. I don't eat eggs. I fertilize them. Yeah. Oh, like. My yeah, like you don't, you can just say no sometimes, man, right? Like not everything, not everything has to, has to be like that, right? Like, okay, just saying. Okay, so you've, you've never, you've never had somebody in your life where you've played that game with them where they're in the middle of a yawn and you, you stuck your finger in their mouth to ruin the yawn. Nah, man. I just I'm Shut up with this, for God's sake. Just stop it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um and uh, oh my god I gotta play you this it's a clip from hold on, let me see if I have the guy's name here Maury what's the sword swallower's name oh Scott Nelson yeah. yeah so Scott Nelson is like a I don't know legendary sword swallower if there could be such a thing mm-hmm. and he talks about how uh, one of his sword swallowing shows went bad like how bad listen to this 
I swallowed five swords at once. But what had happened is I let go of the bunch too soon, and they scissored out inside of me, which means some of the blades went in different directions. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that all you gave me? Yes. Where's the rest of it? That's all I had. Why didn't you find the rest of it? <laughs> this sounds like a conversation How that happens in the condo. How do you listen to this and be like, yeah, that's all we need? <laughs> the condo. What happened to the guy? I swallowed five swords at once. I know. But what had happened is I let go of the bunch too soon, uh -huh. and they scissored out oh inside of God. me, which means mm. some of the blades went in different directions. Oh, God. And then? And then? <laughs> Then I mean, then. he lived to tell the story, so he sounds fine. Yeah, but like, had they fix him? What happened? What got cut up? Oh, the yeah. news person interrupted and started talking. So, what did he say afterwards? That he's doing okay now. That's oh. it. Yes. They didn't ask. Like, did anything get chopped up inside of you? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Oh my god, <sighs> bro. Okay, this is not a story that needs to, like, that needs a cliffhanger. Like, what are you doing? Like, did you his think, esophagus get cut? You... Did his oh stomach get mangled up? His intestines? Did Mark, anything and you know what? Mark came pierced? in not 20 minutes ago and went, oh, my God, that sword swallower guy, that, that clip is awesome. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll get to that. What happened to him? It's loading. What is? The clip. The rest of it. It's, it's, fr it's frozen. <laughs> poke it a couple times with a sword, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like poke it, poke it. Okay, well, you're doing that. I can't do anything else until I figure out what happened to this poor man. Five swords. I, you know, I always thought that was a trick. Like, I always thought that they the weren't swords? like real swords. Like, mm -hmm. I always thought that there was some sort of mechanism or that retracts the blade. Yeah, something mm -hmm. like that. Like, I, I didn't think that there was actually guys that would swallow five swords. But or I, they... don't, I still don't understand how, like, your throat, yeah, and then beyond, yeah, opens up to have room for five swords your throat can open up for a lot man like a lot shut up Shem. i ain't saying that you know what i mean right like you know what i mean you've seen people swallow things before <laughs> now i can't have this conversation did you find it maury yeah it's playing there's no audio Oh, oh my, my God. God! What is the matter with you? Corey, like, look, I the, swear. The, the clips play. There's nothing coming through. I don't figure it out, man. The people waiting. We'll be right back. No, we won't no. be right back. Make it happen. The internet. Oh my God! Every, every excuse, right? Every, every, all the excuses, all of them. Did you listen to it? I thought they played this one. Oh my, oh my God! Come on, we're running out of time. Don't Please. wait on me. What are, we're all we're waiting, waiting on, on you. you. Like, place, and we'll come I back. I don't have any We don't else. even have time to I come back. I don't want to do anything else. I want to hear what happened to the guy who swallowed five swords and they scissored inside him. Okay, is this one going to play? Come on. Oh, hold on. Oh, my God. Figure out your stuff, man. Bro. Bro, here we, go, here we go. Oh, here we go now. Oh, we got it now. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Why is there no? Oh my <laughs> God! Jesus, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Maury. I was oh, okay. Park. I don't know and, if they're swearing. Uh, what? I oh, well, you have to. Who's he talking to? WTV but VR. What had happened is I let go. Why does it sound so weird? Too soon. He's in the hospital. And they no, scissored out inside of me. 
I apologize if he swears. Which means some of the blades I would swear too. went in different directions. Yeah. See? That's it. Oh, it's the same clip! It's the exact same one, man! <laughs> what a tease. Wow, sorry, everybody. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. I swallowed five swords at once, but what had happened is I let go of the bunch too soon, and they scissored out inside of me. Which means some of the blades went in different directions. Scott Nelson, what's going on, dude? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? I've been better, uh, you know, in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll get to that in a second because it was like the the story that we had and we talked about it, you know, for forever yesterday and needed to have you on today because there was almost this cliffhanger. So the headline was like sword swallower injured for swallowing swords, right? Which made sense. But then you had said that what yeah, went well, wrong. That's true. So what went wrong was that you had said that while they were inside you, they sort of scissored and did something to you. But that was the end of it. There was no sort of follow-up. So let's start. So you swallow swords for a living, right? Correct. Okay. And then what happened when you put five swords in you? Take us to that point of where they scissored. Okay. Well, I got the five swords. I have them in my hand, right? I've got them in both hands because you see... You have to hold them all together, uh, going to the mouth to to keep them bunched up. And if you don't keep them bunched up, that's when they scissor. Okay. So I got them about three quarters of the way in, and I let go of the hand that yeah. was supposed to be holding them. Yeah. And that's when they scissored out. <laughs> okay. So what? So they Ooh. fell. They fell not stacked, going down the tube where they're supposed to go. When they fell, they were the all sort of guess correct. They yeah. opened, and then they slice. What did they slice on the way down? Well, it was a matter of what they what they actually stabbed on the way okay, down. What did they stab? Ah! On okay, the yeah. What they stab? What they stab? Yeah, you know how the you know how the media gets everything wrong. Yeah. I've seen like five different versions, and it's like, oh, Christ. Okay, give us the truth. Um, so I'm giving you the full true version here. You're the first to get it. So it nicked my liver. Okay. One of them went through my lung. Oh, my God. Two of them went through my esophagus. Okay. And that was it. Now, what had happened after that? Now, this is really screwed here. Is that I kind of felt a little funny. Yeah. But so it's, it's, it was cold where I was at. So I was always having soup. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, go in, I go into the back and I have my, my can of soup. And I come back to the backstage, and all of a sudden, it's like, I can't breathe. Like, all of a sudden, my breathing is, like, super labored. But how do you not pass out after an experience like that? Oh, I didn't know I was hurt. Hold on a second here. You swallowed a sword that went through your lung, and then you had soup? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I get in the hospital, and on the way to the hospital, I aspirate without knowing it. In other words, I throw up, right? Yeah. So they knock me out at the hospital. They go inside of me. They're figuring just to see my heart right there because when you open somebody up, their heart's just sitting right at the top and beating. Yeah. Well, they couldn't see my heart because it was like in a big giant pool of vomit and soup. Oh, Ew! God, the soup! Oh, man. The soup! <laughs> Yikes. So what'd they do? They, would they remove stuff? They stitch things up? What would happen? Yeah, well, they went, holy f***ing. That was yeah. this guy's heart. They yeah. started sucking it out, and they found my heart and went, oh, my God, this is like vomit and soup. So <laughs> they started vacuuming the inside <laughs> of my peritoneal cavity. Some of the vomit also went into my lung. Okay. 
You see, what had happened is because of the two holes in my esophagus, it leaked into my peritoneal cavity. <laughs> and then just started flooding the inside of me. So then it like went to my lung and I inhaled it into my lung. And that was the, that was the heaviness that I felt, you know, that, yeah. that, that with my lung, that was the first sign. Oh my God. So, you know, but I didn't know the second sign that like my heart was bathing in a, a chicken soup <laughs> grotto that I had made. And so, <laughs> okay. so are you okay now? Uh, mentally or physically? Well, let's start physically. <sighs> I'm pretty up still yeah um, I, I mean I just got out of the hospital yesterday now mind you when this happened I was coming in and out of consciousness while they were operating on me yeah and I was waking up and thinking that these people were trying to kill me yeah and I was pulling I was pulling all my drainage tubes out oh. as a matter of fact I made I made the record at the hospital for the most drainage tubes ever stuck into somebody at once how many did you have seven of them oh, oh man <laughs> Are you going to be okay? Physically or mentally? Physically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they removed the right lobe of my lung. Okay. Uh, just to get the story straight, you've got three lobes inside of your body, uh, three lobes of lung inside your body. You've got two on the left side and three on the right side. Okay. It went through the middle lobe of my right, oh. of my right side. They had to remove a huge chunk of my lung. Okay, so we're running out of time here, but before we let you go, are you done with sword swallowing now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I might swallow. I might swallow singles in the future here, but no, never any more multiples. I mean, oh. I could never put my mother through what I just put her through. Bro. Okay, you know, so I, they, dude, they had to knock me out for three. They put me in a in an induced coma for three and a half weeks. Okay. Oh boy, okay, Scott Nelson. I, I was. I was. Like a lot of those doctors <laughs> just thought I was going to die on the table. Yeah. Two of them thought I was just going to die on the table. Okay. I mean, this was heavy duty, man. It is, okay. We're, listen, man, we're so happy you're what you're still with us. And I'm so Thank happy you. that, that you're on the, on the path to uh, living a life swallowing less swords, I guess <laughs> is what you've landed yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and stop torturing your mother with this. Um, but, uh, but thank you so yeah. much for joining us and giving us the update that we'd so desperately needed. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a vigil outside of my, uh, hospital yeah. and somebody wrote my name in wet cement <laughs> yeah. okay. you can see it on my facebook you can see it on my uh, facebook page we'll check uh, that facebook out page of scott nelson yeah um but mainly i'm not able to work for about another six months i could use everyone's help from everywhere around the world if you're a fan if you're not i you know please donate to my GoFundMe. What do people look for if they go on GoFundMe? What do they search for? They're going to look for Marugan the Mystic. Marugan the Mystic. Yeah. M-U-R-R-U-G-U-N the Mystic. Okay? That's how you can correct, help, out, uh, help out Scott. All right. Scott All Nelson, right, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for making time for us. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Day. Is it? No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? No. Maury yeah. would know. I trust Maury. No, I know. I, I know. I had to find money for my beard trim, so I know it's not paid. You had me. to find money for your beard. Man, you don't, you, you got to like stop spending money on things that you clearly cannot afford, Maury. Well, if I don't trim it, who will? You. You. Oh, I don't know how. What are you talking? So learn. Learn. True. Like, how hard is that to learn how to trim a beard? I guess, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I enjoy all the perks that come with it. Right. 
What do you mean perks? You pay for everything. That's no. not a perk. Like, <laughs> Thank I a perk you. is something like special that you pay for. No, uh-uh. that, that's a transaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a perk, sir. No, that is not. <laughs> Come on. No wonder you're broke. Right? <laughs> you yeah. We've said so much. Man, I love the keg. So many perks. Yeah. <laughs> Steak. Yeah, they bring all this stuff, and all you have to do is pay at the end. <laughs> so many perks. At the end. You don't even have to pay as it's coming. No. You just no. pay at the end at one the time. They bring you your appetizer. They bring you your steak and fries. Let me tell you about the greatest perk. You don't even have to keep track. They keep (laughs) track of how much you owe. They do it all. They take care of everything. (laughs) Even if you say at the end, even if you say, guess what? I think I'm full. But then like five minutes later, you call your waiter or waitress over and say, I will, in fact, have a Billy Minor pie. Yeah. Perk, yeah. right there. Yeah. They, two minutes later, they bring you the Billy Minor pie. And let me tell you how good they are, okay? They are so good at keeping track of all the perks. I leave them extra money. Yeah, yeah. extra. <laughs> yeah. For the extra part. Right? <laughs> I leave them extra. They're so, so efficient perks. with the perks. So many perks. <laughs> Okay. That should be their slogan. Yes. <laughs> the keg. So many perks. <laughs> Yeah, for God's sake. Okay, okay. so... Oh, yeah, it's uh, not payday. No, 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 no. It's going to be beautiful, though. It's like 7 today, 10 tomorrow. Wow. Seven, 7 and a 10, just like me and you. Hey! hey. hey. Not the 7. Which one's the 10? <laughs> he said I'm the 10. No, he didn't. <laughs> I did. Nah, 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 rain nah, tomorrow, nah. though. Yeah, that's fine, though. I don't mind a December rain. No, I'd What's rather wrong with a December that? snow. Yeah, I'm What's wrong with morning. that? I'd rather it snow a little now, bit. Now, I know, I know we've talked a lot of nonsense already. Uh-huh. And so many perks okay, in this conversation, okay, guys. I know, I know we found, we talked a lot of nonsense, but I'm going to need somebody to come over here right now and tell me if this is a pube on my desk. What? Excuse me. Maury, no, not you. Not what are you it, saying? Not it's it. a what? Come here, just come here. No, I didn't hear what you said. I need you to come and tell me whether somebody left a pube on my desk. Okay? Yo. Because my beard hair is gray, right? And this is too what long. Colors the pe- this uh, is too uh, long for a mustache hair. What color is the hair? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What color yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. What color is it? What does it smell like? Is it? Yeah. You think that's a beard hair? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Hold on. No, but whose beard? Up. Yeah. No, it's mine. No, you're right. That's it. You're right. No, you're smell right. Smell it. <laughs> no, it's real thin though. My beard hair is coarse. Yeah, that's your beard hair. Do you, you not like oil it? No more. I'm not into those kinds of perks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay for those perks. <laughs> okay. Off the rails now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's hell of a story. Natalie, hello, hello. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hi. hell of a story. Hello. Natalie, when and where does your hell of a story take place? Um. So my story was last. March, I think. Oh, wait, in, you have an accent. Where, um, are you, where are you from? Pause for one second. Where are you from, Natalie? I'm from Loughborough, but I have an accent that nobody can ever place. <laughs> I think it's like a, a mishmash of accents. Okay, okay, cool. So uh, take, <laughs> take take us back there. So when was this? So, yeah, this was um, this year, earlier this year in March. It's a normal day, just going about my business, uh, took my kids to school, and thought I'm going to treat myself to a sunbed because I was going for dinner with my friends. A tanning bed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I thought... Nice 10 minutes, 15 minutes on there, get a glow for the evening. 
And so I went to the shop as I normally would, but I'd gone to a different shop this time. Um, it's not one that I would normally use. Put my oils on and everything, got undressed. Well, as I went to get onto the bed, um, I went to lie down and pull it down at the same time. I'd already pressed it on. Um, and as I went to pull it down, it just, the whole lid completely collapsed on top of me. And I was like, stuck. No. Hold <laughs> on, I, the tanning bed, the lid like collapsed on you? The lid just completely, yeah, the whole lid came. And it was still on, on while it was collapsed yeah, on you? Like, oh my God. Yeah, and I couldn't get it off to begin with. And I was freaking out. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to burn to death. Like, what is going on? Like, I just, are you nude? Like, are you in, are you in a bathing completely. suit? Or are you nude? Completely nude? No, completely. Completely nude. I wanted the full effect of the tan. I got you. I got you. I didn't I want you. lines. I got you. I didn't want to burn to a crisp. I got you. The tanning bed is on and what, you can't get out? Yep. No, can't get out and also can't turn it off for some reason. And oh, I'm my God. Like, so I can only imagine immediately after the panic set in, you just, like, started screaming, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was. Well, it took me a second because I was, I, I don't know. I just went into a state of, like, surely this is not happening. Yeah. This is this is just not real. This can't be possibly happening. And so I was like, hello, hello, help. <laughs> and the music's so loud in there. So they couldn't really hear me. So obviously I was thinking, oh, my God, they're never going to hear me. So I sort of left it and then they'd heard my cries for help and um, shut the music off. And I was like, thank God for that. By this time, I had managed to turn the bed off, but it is still quite warm in there and in a very enclosed space. Um, and so they had to force the the door open like and this is the shop's still full of people at this point oh my god um yeah so i'm like there naked can see through this little hole and thinking oh like this slither in the in the bed and i'm just thinking oh my god i'm, I'm naked i'm my worst fears are coming true right now like this is not good dying naked dying naked is like is high on the list of worst fears just leave me there. That will be my coffin, yes. and I should stay here. Yeah, wheel it out oh, after geez. I die, and tell my husband to come yeah. and pick it up, just and that's the end of me. That, yeah, yeah, just stick that in the ground. Don't all open you gotta, it. Yeah, all you got to do is just yeah. dig the hole now. Dig a hole. I'm yeah. good. And now the employees are now in the room mm -hmm. with you. Oh. Yep. So these really nice ladies, they sort of said, right, you need to clear the shop. You need to, you know, you need to conceal her dignity at this point, and you need to close the shop and we need to figure this out. <laughs> we need to ring 999. We need to get the fire brigade here. So Okay, so they call the fire department, the fire, fire the firefighters department. show up? Yeah, and the ladies made a joke to me. They said, oh, we hope if they send some fit firemen. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. do not send fit firemen to me right send now. Someone this is going to get me the hell out of here. Send me, like, yeah, send, okay. I want three firemen who are, like, days away from retirement, <laughs> who aren't no, going to look want, at me that way. The most knowledge. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So so the fire department shows up and they do what now? So then they sort of like have a look to see what's happened. Um then it took about four of them. So they said, What we're gonna do is we're gonna try and lift it up. You're gonna have to literally slide out as quick as possible because it's a heavy piece of machinery. It took four of them to lift it and I sort of had to just shimmy out sort of thing. With at this point they had they'd slid a a piece of um, like kitchen roll, like they had slid that under for me to hold on top of me, and I sort of shimmied out. You had paper towels on top of you? Yeah. That's all yeah. they had. Oh my god! My they couldn't even please. slide like a little thin blanket in there. No. Like, like a bed they, sheet? No, we was we was we was out of options at this point. Okay, okay. so once the firefighters <laughs> rescued you from the tanning bed that collapsed on you, how much time yeah. had passed from the initial? crash of the tanning bed on onto you 
I don't know. I think it all sort of happened within an hour. Oh, but God. But time-wise, it felt like an eternity to me. Like, I, I mean, I, I was due to pick my daughter up, so I was freaking out that my daughter's at school and I'm not there. To, I'm not going to be there to pick her up. So I'd, I'd had my phone in there with me, so I'm in there trying to actually sort out childcare oh while I'm God. thinking it's going to kill me, but I can't have my daughter stuck at school. So eventually they what? They get you out, obviously. Yeah, so they get me out and then... Um, got dressed and I, I was more annoyed the fact that I didn't even get a tan at this point no, yeah. like oh, I didn't I even say. get flow after oh. the whole traumatic experience I don't even look good <laughs> oh god let me ask you a question as a woman when you are in a compromising very compromising position where you are fully nude right and mm-hmm. somebody hands you a roll of paper towels are mm-hmm. you extending one long piece to try and cover everything? Or did you tear it into like three different separate pieces no. and then try and hold them all in place? So I had, at this point, I had asked them to sort of pass me my underwear. I couldn't get my bra on or anything like that, but I, I sort of tried to, with my legs, put my underwear on and then try and pull it up because there was no room to to sort of move around in there, but I, I'd shimmied that much in there to get my pants on. How did you manage to get your underwear on when you can't I reach down every, there? every bit of, with, with focus and dedication. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you have not gone back to a tanning salon since. No, no, I'm here. Looking pale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pale Natalie, thank you very much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. That was one hell of a story. Thank you so much for having me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Canada's Walk of Fame went down over the weekend. Damn it, Maury was out there. Good time, Maury. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Because they were also, I guess, celebrating the 2021 inductees who didn't have a chance to celebrate. Oh, right. Because did they... Oh, because it was a COVID thing, right? They yeah. still did, like, a virtual yeah. one last year? They did but... just a virtual ceremony, but they didn't get the chance to unveil their star. So Julie Black, who was, uh, I guess, inducted in 2021, was back mm-hmm. to unveil her star. Oh, that's correct. Uh, so Director X got a star. Travis oh, yeah? Lee Hip got a star. Um, Deborah Cox got a star. Tatiana Maslany, a.k.a. She-Hulk. That was so fun. Was that a this year or was that a last that year? That was this year. That was a this year. Yeah, Dan Mori catching up with Tatiana Maslany. Are there going to be rules if people want to see your star on the Walk of Fame? You know, are there any rules you want people to follow to be respectful of your star? I have, I have zero. You need respect me not. You need not respect me. <laughs> you need, you should use the sidewalk. It is yours to use. Dogs can walk, dogs can pee on it. I don't care. Yeah, a sidewalk is public space meant to be used by all. Tatiana Maslany <laughs> treasuring that uh, walk of fame. Yeah, you, star. Can, you can't. But you can't be that person. Well, no, it's uh, it, it's t- and maybe it's because it's Canada and stuff like that. Because people are they get the joke like you know in Hollywood and and, and this kind of thing because that strip of road is just so notorious for being gross, right? Yeah. Um, but it, but here you can't be Tatiana Maslany and you know and say anything other than no, it's public space. Do with it what you want. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Uh, and then things get super awkward, super weird when Dammit Mori at the. Canada Walk of Fame induction is standing face to face with the legend mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood. Oh yeah. Okay. Because what happens is your book Roz, yes, a little bit broken, right. comes up. Oh okay. Oh it, no. 
in the most damn it Maury way, right. your book could come up. Okay. The one, the only, Margaret Atwood. I've waited my whole life for this moment. How are you? Not. Don't lie. I would never. Why would I lie to you? Well, because it, it's just flattery. You know that you have not waited all your life for this moment. <laughs> well, I, I would say a large portion of my life. A little bit of your life. But flattery works on you, would it not? Not very well anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I need to ask you something here, okay? Are you ready for this? Have you read any good books lately, Margaret Atwood? I am so reading good books all the time. Have you read A Little Bit Broken by Roz Weston? Not yet. Should I? I think you should, and I have a reason why you should. Somebody you know? Well, he, yes, it's somebody I know, but page, but page 291 of A Little Bit Broken... Can I get you to read the one line from it? It's right here. Is it about me? No, it's not about you. <laughs> Why would I read out loud? Because it's about me. <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> okay, I have to make it bigger. Anyone who's ever written a book has that one friend who's going to skim through the entire read looking for their own name. Maury Sherman, this is for you. Margaret Atwood read my footnote. Can, was that well written? I think it was excellently to the point. <laughs> now, is it okay if somebody mentions you in a footnote? Oh, I think it's prime. You should be very pleased. I am pleased. Yeah, so I, I wrote a review of Elmore Leonard, and I put a footnote, and he wrote me a letter. He said, oh, Margaret, my friends are so impressed because this is my very first footnote. So consider yourself blessed. Talking, having you read it makes me very blessed. Margaret Atwood, you are a, a Canadian treasure, and this has been a moment I'll never forget. Well, thank you. Uh, Tim Mori. <laughs> How the, cool uh, is that? Was her, was her, I met her because I met her a couple weeks ago. Was her hair still green? No, it was no. white green? silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were at a, a gala, uh -huh. um, it, like a book thing, where we both got, uh, I don't know, like, she was did a big speech and we all got there was a bunch of authors there and we got awards and stuff like that it was really beautiful it was the writer's trust but um but she showed up with green hair and like christmas lights all around her there was like a fantasy sort of theme mm -hmm. and like her people put her together like wild man really wild yeah she's so much fun like margaret atwood is so much fun it's crazy uh that is uh damn more talking to margaret atwood and Footnote. tatiana yeah i know that's the thing Footnote. too bringing up your book and the entire conversation is oh all about maury right thank you thank and you. he had nothing to do with your book thank you you didn't, <laughs> didn't even read my book didn't contribute you didn't even read it I that, read the book. Please. You read that one page with one your line. name. You did exactly on it. what I said you were going to do, which is you skimmed the entire thing looking for your own name, and then you were like, "Okay, there it is." And then you went back and you you sort of just flipped through a couple things. And now to the know legendary enough, Margaret Atwood read the same thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, Pat. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, gearing up for the holidays. What part of the city are you in right now? Uh, Brampton. And uh, this is Roz and Mocha's home for the holidays. And um, what what are you trying to what are you trying to achieve? Who is where? What's the what's the dynamic? Who are you missing? Okay, so our son lives in London, England, and he's there for work. And uh, sadly, he's on his own. And this just came about recently, and uh, we mean? would love what, what, to have him home for the holidays. What just came about recently? Oh, a breakup with his longtime girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> and so they were, they were living in, in the U.K. together? Yes. Yeah. Do you know why they broke up? I don't really want to cast any blame. I think it was a mutual decision, but mm. 
I know they still love each other and they're still friends, but right. um, he's living by himself and, you know, missing home and, you know, we're missing him. When's, so. the, when's the last time the whole family was together? Oh, I don't know. I think he came home briefly for a wedding in the spring, but uh, <clears throat> we may have seen him for one day, but that's it. Okay. When was the last time uh, Christmas was all together? I think uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe 2018 or 2019. Oh, wow. So like before that. the pandemic. Yeah. Wow. Damn. And have you guys yeah. had have you guys had conversations like it would be real great if everybody could get together for the holidays and stuff? Well, my daughter was saying that we should all pool together and buy him a plane ticket to come home. Mm-hmm. He just recently started a new job. And with the girlfriend moving out, he's having a hard time making ends meet with rent being super expensive in London and everything else. So we were thinking of doing that, but, uh, you know, I entered this contest and maybe he can come to come to see us after all. I don't know. So what would be sort of, how would you change things if he were to be able to, uh, to get home? Like, let's say if his financial situation were different and, and he said, hey, mom, listen, I want to come home. Uh, I want to come home this year. How would things be different, do you think? Oh, well, we would definitely have a bigger get-together for Christmas dinner. Yeah. Like, right now, it's going to be really quiet. But, you know, if he's here, we'll invite some of the other relatives and stuff that haven't seen him for two or three years. So mm. that would be just great. Ooh, what's going to be on the menu? Or what well, would be on the menu? I always host. So, you know, the whole thing, turkey, ham, stuffing, potatoes, mm. vegetables, the works. And what is it like as a mom when you – how old's your son? Uh, 32. 30, 32. 32. <laughs> oh, but hey, listen, 32 is 32. He's uh, still but, my baby. But he's still your baby, and this is what I want to talk to you about. So, you know, being all the way over here, and, and, and he's in the U.K., London, yeah. when he goes through something like a breakup, even though he's 32, it's got to kill you a little bit that you can't be there for him. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, FaceTime conversations, and, you know, he's a very uh, sensitive, caring person, so, you know, he... He shares all his feelings and whatever, so. Yeah. Can't hug him, though. No. We'd like to do that in person. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. You can hug him in person. I can? Yeah. The Raza Mocha Show and RedTag.ca are going to bring your son from the U.K. home for the holidays. No way. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> you got it. Uh, you are so welcome. Yo, you're going to be hosting Christmas dinner yeah, now, I'm and like... you just rhymed <laughs> off. You just rhymed <laughs> off everything that's on the menu, so you better start getting that all that uh, all the stuff together. You, may, you might have to drop in and uh, have some. So. Well, let's not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, let's, you so much. Pat, congratulations. Please um, make that like the best hug of all time okay but it is our absolute pleasure this is why we do Razamoka's home for the holidays oh, I'm uh, so happy thank you so much guys you got it uh, you mean the world to us and uh, uh, enjoy enjoy your time with your son perfect I will you got for it sure and we will do this again tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock Razamoka's home for the holidays alongside redtag.ca head over to our website kiss925.com and all the information is there on what we need from you in order to potentially get you on the radio and uh, send you home for the holidays or maybe, much like Pat and her family, bring somebody home for the holidays. 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Serena out in BC. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What in your life needs fixing? I really messed up a possible group friendship. A group friendship? You wrote, wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. My best friend since high school and my boyfriend of seven years don't mesh well and it's all my fault. Oh, I made no. the mistake of telling my friends that my boyfriend didn't like some of them too much when they asked me what he thought of them. He actually meant he didn't like how they were treating me when I needed them. Uh, not that he didn't like them. Everything has been a mess and I need your advice. Why you got, why'd you do that? I think it was because we were all drinking on a girl's trip once. Oh, and, no. You know, you know, when they get you like that, you just, the honesty comes out. Yeah, there's, oh, there's certain no. things girls that I... talking. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> I, like, there's certain things that I will always Jeez. advise friends to not say to other friends, right? And, and that is, like, if you have a boyfriend-girlfriend and you break up with them, you need to wait a really long time before you open up to your friends about the real reasons for it. Uh-huh. Because there's a chance you may get back together. So if you go directly to your friends after a breakup and be like, oh, my God, he's this and he's this and he's this, your friends will hate them. But you will probably get back together with them. And then you have a group of friends who hate your boyfriend, right? There's people who make right. these mistakes all the time. Um, this isn't a problem. Like, this is not your boyfriend's fault. This is all on you. I know, which sucks. And it sucks that they naturally aren't like the same group of people anyways. So I just made it worse. And it feels like there's no backpedaling now. Does, does he know that you screwed it all up? Yes, because I confronted him about it and asked, wait, so why don't you like them? And he's like, well, it's not like we're like really close friends, but I never said I hated them. And I'm like, oh. Okay. So hold on. You confronted him after you told your friends? Yes, because what happened was this was a couple years ago. Uh And then recently I, like, asked him. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm trying here, but nothing's giving with them. And I'm like, okay, well, Yeah, because you're sabotaging it from the inside. Uh Yep. So now not only do your friends not like your boyfriend, but they also... Got problems with you. Uh, feels like it. If I bring him around, there's tension and stuff. Yeah, but the, oh, yeah, but, but, but the, that's your fault. Okay, but the, listen, I don't think your friends understand. The tension should be with you, not with him. Because if you said to your friends that he doesn't like them because of the way they treated you when you needed them, that means that you were crapping on your friends to your boyfriend. Yeah, but the thing is, I never told them that that was the reason. Oh, oh my god, girl! Serena, yeah, you, you I was did this scared yourself. to tell them the complete truth. I know, well, which sucks. And it's like, uh, well, we're already years into this. Well, guess what? You, you need, need to find new friends. You need to go to if you're if you want to fix this. There's one way to fix uh, it. Okay, there's one way to fix it, which is to go to your friends and say, "Hey, listen, I, you know, I, I love this guy, and I love you guys, and I would. We don't all have to be best friends, but I would like there to not be tension. Let me tell you why. When I told you that he doesn't like you guys." Let me tell you where that came from, because it's all actually my fault. So I was going through this. I felt I didn't get this from you guys. uh, And I opened my big, stupid mouth to somebody who loves me. And he's reacted that way ever since. It's not his fault. It's my fault. That's the only way to fix it. It's got to be honest. Yeah, that is actually really good advice, though, to tell them what's going on rather than thinking it was all him. It's not him. I know. And it does suck that they are different types of people, though, too. 
Like he's very quiet. I feel like doesn't matter. You, you like, listen. Like, like okay, stop making excuses. This. Stop making excuses. Oh, Poor guy. I know. Hold on. What were you guys drinking that you got so turned up that you started yeah. <laughs> causing problems? Oh, ev- everything. It was a birthday weekend, so we went wild. Okay, oh, like vodka, yeah. tequila, stuff like that. Oh, all of the shots. Yeah, yeah. and then the truth. And then the truth comes out, huh? <laughs> oh no! Serena. But then you try and backpedal and don't tell the whole truth, yeah. which is my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Were you trying to backpedal in the same night, like one while yes. you were still drinking? Oh god. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Girl. Can you have a sober conversation with these girls? I think so. I think okay. I have to. I don't know. I actually think maybe you should do it a little drunk. <laughs> oh, I think no. they might be. Oh, no. I, think, I think they might be less mad at you. Maybe there is a Christmas party coming up. Yeah, so. I think they might be less mad at you, and maybe, maybe a no, little bit maybe more. No, maybe they have to be drunk, and Serena has to be sober. That's never fun. Because no, she. I don't know. <laughs> no, I feel Serena. If you do this drunk, you're gonna say something else. It's gonna ruin the relationship again. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Mocha's on to something there. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would get blind drunk and do it i don't and i didn't even write notes so i didn't forget to say certain things all right serena yeah. go go fix the problem you know what yeah. you have to do yeah thank you guys so much Roz and mocha's fix my life on kiss uh jack armstrong voice of the toronto raptors yeah so distinct the voice and just man, people just have so much love for Jack Armstrong. Yeah, it's incredible. So much love. Because how could you not? Cena Garrett back. Hello, give it to me, a little baby block. Get that garbage out of here. Here comes the competitive juices flowing. Come on in here, get that garbage out of here. Look at it right here. No, 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 no. oh man this guy is the absolute best so get this uh jack armstrong has put out a christmas album called hello and happy holidays come on that's what it's called (laughs) hello and happy holidays and by the way proceeds from the album are going towards the uh mlsc foundation and the special olympics uh, I have a couple of tracks I'd like to Please. play for you guys yeah. from Mr. Jack Armstrong. I'll be home oh, wow. for Christmas. Me. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe so and presents on Right? Wow. Yeah. Here, I got another one for you. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again. With candy canes and silver lane to close. You know what this like this to me, right? Like this kind of singing, the thing I like about it, because everything is just so overproduced and affected now. Jack sounds like just like a real good kitchen singer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like he's just he's he's great in the kitchen. And somebody was like, ah, hit record. Yeah. So and that's he, what it sounds like. It's yeah. great. And yeah. he's fun. He's yes. having so much fun with it. So highly encourage you to uh pick up Hello and Happy Holidays <laughs> from Jack Armstrong, voice of the Toronto Raptors. So David Mori got a chance to hang out with him. The two of them were kicking it at Sylvie's over the weekend.
Not because they were both grocery shopping oh, at the same time. Oh, okay. But uh, Jack was out there um, helping Sobeys out with uh, their holiday calendar promotion, um, giving away like a ton of prizes, giveaways, all sorts of stuff. And, of course, you can't talk to Jack Armstrong about his Christmas album and not try to duet with Jack Armstrong mm -hmm. some Christmas tracks. Damn it, Maury! I'm hanging out with you, my guy! Hello! <laughs> Hello! 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 Bonjour! <laughs> okay, and you know what? For the holidays, I know that you have a brand new Christmas album out. Hello and happy holidays, which is amazing because what I wanted to do with you today is sing some Christmas carols. Sure. So what I have here is the first annual Jack and Maury's Big Red Cup of Songs. Wow. Here we go. Silent night, holy night, warm is always calm, always warm you're a little shaky on the lyrics. Yeah, That's all right. <laughs> all right, next song. Next one. Here we go. Okay, okay here right. we go. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack, Jack Frost Armstrong nipping, nipping at, at your, your toes. toes. Yuletide carols being sung by the choir. And folks, there we go. Up. How about that, huh? <laughs> You're just going to end it anytime I suck, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> next. Come, they told me, pum pum bum 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 A newborn king to sing, Alright, next. Okay. Bum. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know. Where the treetops Oh my god, listen, I got it. Glisten and, and the children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. All right, we did a good job this on that one. This is the most fun I've had all Maury, season. you're killing it. Happy holidays and oh, oh, are we under the mistletoe? Uh, are you sure that's mistletoe, Maury? Okay, it's holly. It's holly. I thought I would trick you. Well... <laughs> Amazing. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Wow. Merry Christmas, Maury. All the best and all the best to everybody out there. Happy holidays. Happy New Year as well. Oh, my God. Yo, Jack Armstrong could not get away from you fast. Bum. The, the word bum isn't in Little Drummer Boy. Rubba bum bum. Bum bum. Rubba bum bum. Yo, shout out to Jack Armstrong for the Toronto Raptors, the voice of the Raptors. This is a Christmas album. Hello bum. and happy holidays. Is out right bum. now. Bum. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't know if you're going to want to hear this, Roz. Uh-oh. I don't know. What I do now. So we get um, submissions from fans who listen to our podcast at half speed <sighs> all the time. And lately, you have been the subject of almost <laughs> majority of the ones that have come in based on things that you've said. Uh, if you listen to our podcast at half speed, some of the conversations sound like we are drunk wasted, right? Yeah. Like super wasted. Especially you and your choice of words, Roz. So <laughs> this one comes to us from Alicia Longsworth, Roz Amoka super fan. Yeah. Taking it back to episode 498. 
Which, recent one. That's recent. That's yeah, like two last weeks ago. week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, come on. What do I do now? You're talking about what you had for dinner the night before. Totally normal conversation. And some of the food that was still stuck in your teeth. Okay. And then things kind of go off the rails. Right. So when you listen to it at half speed, you'll understand why Alicia found that this was hilarious mm. and wanted to share with us to share with everybody else. Mm, I braced short rib last night. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. You sound disappointed. No, no. It was, oh. it was good. It was fine. Still thinking about it. Isn't that it's the just, best? Just when you have a it. meal that's so good, you keep thinking about it the no, next day? because I, I just found some in my tooth. Did you spit it out or eat it? No, I ate it. You didn't brush your teeth this morning? I did. I just missed it. It was buried deep in there. <laughs> no, I didn't pick it out either. I just dug it out with my uh, the tip of my tongue. And so was it inner meat or outer uh, meat? What do you mean? Huh? Like, was it the braised part or some of the inside meat? No, it was like the stringy uh, inside meat, I guess you could say. <laughs> I found... <laughs> okay, sorry, you found what? Say it again. I found inside meat in my mouth. Sounds like a good person. <laughs> I found inside meat in my mouth. <laughs> so gross, man. <laughs> so gross. Hey, wasn't somebody saying you can't do that on the on Apple anymore? If you do the update, so don't do the update, I guess. You can't. What? You, so if you do what? So Come hold on, because you update your phone. I guess so the Apple Podcast no longer allow you to do the slowdown. Really? You Which can't version? Which version? Speed. Hold on. I have no idea. So oh on my, my phone, I'm not doing God. the update just so I, I can continue to enjoy this. I'm on uh, iOS 16.1.2. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Hold on. Do we have to email Tim Cook? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. God, I hate these updates. Tim Cook at iCloud.com? I hate these updates. Yeah, that's what somebody said, that if you're on, uh, if you use the Apple uh, Apple podcast, you can't listen at half speed anymore. Oh, I can. You can? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, there we go. Problem, Problem solved. solved. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Cardi B, um, she did this private performance over the weekend, 35 minutes. How much did she get for it? Um, for a set of, grand? as she says, elite bankers. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah, elite those are the gigs. bankers. God, those so, are the private gigs. event, 400 people. Yeah. Right? 35 minutes. How 35 much you think? Minutes. How much you think Cardi B would make for that performance? Where was the show? Do you know where the show was? I don't know. Okay, so you don't know if it was like New York or Dubai, right? No. <laughs> okay. Just trying to figure out uh, which banking system we're dealing with here. Let's I say know Mariah Carey got a million dollars to do two songs once. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a mil you hear the number a million thrown around a lot for these corporate events, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, I heard years ago, like you know, Pepsi paying you know bands like the Rolling Stones a million dollars to do their Christmas party and stuff Ooh. like this. Um, I'm going to say for Cardi B. How thirty-five minute set? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Cardi B six hundred and fifty grand. Mm. 
One million dollars. One million dollars. Yeah, see, it's always a million dollars. It's always a million dollars. Although, bucks. although, if you think about it, Mariah got a million to do two songs, so Cardi B did longer for the million. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we get it. You God, have Mariah. A million dollars. Thirty-five minutes. An example. Thirty-five minutes. A million dollars. Goddamn. Right. Yeah. So, like, easy money. Yeah, it is easy money, but right? you have to get to that point, right? Of course. It's like it's like when people used to look at Mike Tyson and go, "God, you know, if I could, I would get in the ring for thirty-five seconds, to get my head beat in by Mike Tyson to make you know six million dollars." But the problem is, you got to spend ten years getting your head beat in by everybody else mm-hmm. before you get in the ring mm-hmm. with Mike Tyson to get that kind of payday. And plus, one punch from Mike Tyson, yes. is life altering. Yes, but people do that. People do that all the time. They forget about. The, the sort of work that's put into it, right? Yeah. It's like with like like uh, like more in the art world, right? It's like you know why is that painting you know worth worth so much? Well, it's because that guy like you know painted for forty years, or he's, yeah. and he or, got to that point and then he died, exactly. right? It's, it's not like one guy paints one painting and suddenly somebody wants to pay There's, nine million dollars for it. A piece of art I want right now. This guy makes art out of New York subway metro cards, right? And they've discontinued the metro cards, so I'm trying to get one because. He'll be, not be able to make anymore. So what's the art piece what's that he put together? He, he, he made a taxi out of Metro Card. Oh what's his name? God. Let me see this. Wasting you. your money. His name. How much does he charge for these things? I don't know. I asked him. Thomas you asked McKean. Him? His name's Thomas McKean. Did, you, so did I, you email him and ask for free art like you do every other? No, artist? I, I emailed him and asked him How what's you spell available. McKean. M. M. C. A. E. A. N. Okay, hold on. Thomas McKean. Thomas McKean was a president before George Washington. So not this guy. (laughs) Okay. So not this guy. Who died in the year 1817. I can see why his artwork is very valuable. Yeah, very valuable. That's what you have to be, man. You got to die. And then somebody finds your your artwork from years later. Like if you wanted someone to perform at your wedding, Ross, how much are you willing to pay? Uh, Well, it depends on who it is. <laughs> like if it's if it's you know there's a difference between like you know um like Mariah and like you or <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay so I'm looking so he does this Thomas McKean guy he's got, he's got like a bunch of different art pieces okay. using these uh, New York City Metro cards right like I mean they're okay it's okay like yeah. you know oh I didn't say I, I like it I I said I, I underst- want it because you won't be able to make anymore I understand um. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an art guy, right? Like, it's all right. Like, this one of the Brooklyn Bridge I mean, looks okay. Like, this one, yeah, I could see why people would want yeah. this one. That's a cool-looking one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff. Wait a second here. Hold on here. He's got one of the Statue of Liberty. That oh, one looks pretty cool. Oh, this stuff looks awful. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I'm trying to be nice. No offense. Like Come on. Like, this one here with the guy with the face, yeah. right? That... I don't know. That looks like my kid did that in our in school, right? This one of the sunrise. So, how much are you willing to pay for this stuff? I mean, it's like two hundred dollars. You think this guy's charging two hundred bucks for this? Nah. Why not? There's no way this guy's charging you think way more? more. Yes. No way. He doesn't even have a website. Hold on here. I'll tell you exactly how much this stuff is. It's only available at one store. At a store? What store? Fish's Eddie, but they don't have any more. At where? Fish's Eddie. It's a it's a um, a fish store. No, it's a, they make plates. F- F- fish and Eddie. 
don't know what the hell we're doing here. And now we're now we're looking up Thomas. Like, what the? Where the? What did you do you to this show, this, Maurice? You I, talked no, about art. No. What did you do? What did you do? You I didn't nothing, do anything. I mentioned and art. You, have, you know nothing about this guy, and yet here we are. Moke and I are doing all the work, trying yeah. to answer all the questions. You know nothing about this guy. Do you? What do you? You don't need nothing. to know about the artist. You need just need to buy the art. You don't even know how much it costs. I asked him. You don't even know. What's a, Why am I doing all this work? Tom, what is it? Thomas Mark? Not Thomas Markle. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Markle. <laughs> My favorite artist, Thomas Markle. <laughs> anyway. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's home for the holidays with RedTag.ca on Kiss ninety two five. Whittingham Edwards. Hello and welcome to the Ronza Mocha Show. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, sir? Good, 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 good. good. Uh, thank you, by the way, for your submission for Ronza Mocha's Home for the Holidays. Anytime, anytime. Actually, that was like my first time ever like applying for something like to, to try to win something like that. You know what I mean? So oh, I was wow. like, hey, let me try it out and so, see what happens. Uh, Whittingham, I'm just going through what you wrote us here and... Uh... You're 29, and you've said that you yep. wanted to go back to Jamaica to visit your dad that you haven't seen in 20 years, and that he's uh, yeah, getting wow. real old. And Actually, you, a little over 20 years. Over 20 <laughs> years, and that you wanted to make amends and talk about a few things. What did you, what do you, first of all, how, why has it been over 20 years since you've seen your dad? Um, when I was, my dad was living in Toronto when, like, when I was born up until I was about seven years old, and then he got sent back to Jamaica, and... I was just, and I was never able to go back down there, you know, like just financial sometimes. And I have a son now, and I was younger too, right? I was like, I was going to school and I was doing all these things. So I just, I never really had a time to go back home. And we've had a lot of, of our own issues that now we're both older. We're both in a better place in our life. And uh, he's actually really old too. So like that's the main reason why. I really want to go down there and just try to clear things up. And, you know, I have a son now, like I said, I would love for him to meet. So growing up in Toronto, then uh, I assume, was it with your mom? Uh, Yes. Okay, so growing up with your mom in Toronto, did you guys at any point, like when you were a teenager or like early 20s or anything like that, talk about like the two of you going back to to Jamaica to go see your dad? Or was that just like not an option growing up? That was. Yeah, that was never really an option growing up. But okay. to be honest, like, we, we just started talking on the phone maybe two years ago. Wow. And he was actually, last time I talked to him, he wasn't even doing too well. And that's mm-hmm. the main reason why I was, I'm was i really focused on trying to get down there as soon as possible. So what happened in the relationship? Like what strained the relationship that you guys just lost communication altogether? Um, it was problems like from when I was a kid between my mother and him. And, uh, like, I was really young, right? So when when, I was, when a parent says something, mm-hmm. that's what it is, you know what I mean? Sure. And now I'm, I'm a grown man now. I make my own decisions, and I, and I feel like I want to see my father, and especially now he's, like I said, he's really, he's really old now. He's in his 70s. And, and is, this, is this you looking for closure, do you think? This is exactly what it is, because I'm looking for closure, this is this right here will will just heal a lot of things in in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and knowing his too, because a lot of open wounds are still just lingering around, and 
it's time for everything just to be just to be settled and, and be closed. Do you have any other family in Jamaica as well? Oh yeah, I have a whole bunch of. I got nieces, nephews that I've never even seen in my life. Oh wow! I have I have sisters. I got brothers down there that I've only seen maybe once or twice in my whole life. And do wow. you and do you talk to them at all? I talk to them on the phone like once in a while. Yeah. Like I have sisters here in Canada that are from Jamaica that I speak more more frequently to, but. The, the family that I have back home, it's like, it's almost like I don't even know them. You know what I mean? Do you have this connection to Jamaica that you sort of, you know, you're, you're attached to it, but yet you've, you've never been there and it's almost like a... Yeah, I've been there a few times as a kid, but like I said, yeah, it, it didn't really mean anything. I didn't really know too gotcha. much of what was going on. You know what I mean? So but, you, you want to get home for the holidays back to Jamaica um, to see your dad who's not well, who you've not seen in over 20 years. You're a dad yourself. Your kid has never met his grandfather. No. Your relationship with your father um, has been strained over the years, and this is you looking for some closure, which would be an incredible gift, right? Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. What, do you, no idea. what do you think if you're dad were to see you in jamaica uh what do you think he would say to you oh, oh man i don't i don't even know it'd be like so shocking you know what i mean like i have no idea what he would say like i don't even know if he could even speak like yeah what do you think you would say if you were to see him face to face first thing i would just say is i love you you know what i mean just give him the biggest hug and and just cherish that moment right there yeah. Because I know there might not be many more. You know what I mean? uh, well, Whittingham, will you let us know what happens after you meet your father in Jamaica when you get back? Will you let us know how that encounter goes? Oh, for sure. I'll, I'll have footage. I'll have every the pictures. Oh, man, that would be amazing. I'll do whatever you guys need me to do. Yeah. No, the reason why yeah. I'm saying, I'm asking if, if you would let us know is because you're going home to Jamaica to see your father. Uh, Razamoka is home for the holidays with redtag.ca. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all right, bro. We're going to get you down there. Whittingham, you sound like just such a caring person, a loving guy, um, a good guy. You going to bring your son? I can't believe this is happening. Of course, I'm going to bring What's your son's name? His name is Adonis. Is he a good kid? Yo, that's a wicked name. He's an amazing kid. So, that is amazing. Whittingham, we're going to get you and your boy um, down in Jamaica so you can see your dad and get that closure, and uh, your son can meet his grandfather, and uh, your dad can oh meet his grandson for the first time. That's amazing. I appreciate you guys so much. And I'll never it, forget this day. Like, right. That is amazing. You got we're going to follow up with you after the holidays as well, man. Oh, please do. All right, Whittingham, much love to you and your family, bro. Thank you so much. All right, right Razamoka's home for the holidays, brought to you by redtag.ca, and we are going to do this again tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. So if you got somewhere uh, you want to be this year, home for the holidays, and uh, just go to our website, kiss925.com. Fill out all the information that we need from you, and hopefully uh, we'll talk to you this week at 7 a.m. Roz and Mocha's Home for the Holidays with redtag.ca. See the world your way. Enter now at kiss925.com. Desiree Birch is a comedian and writer out of London, uh, but you know her voice as the narrator on Too Hot to Handle. We are on wild love. Oh, no, you're not. We have no idea what's happening next. No, you don't.
Too Hot to Handle Season 4 is out right now on Netflix. And uh, narrator Desiree Birch from the show on The Razamoka Show. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. How's uh, it going over there? Good. We're great. We're excited. Season 4, Too Hot to Handle is ah, out. Yes. Um, your reaction to the success of this show, or I guess your reaction to the people's reaction to this show. <laughs> I am always pleasantly surprised when things I do go well in general. But like as far as this show, I, um, you know, I think that we were it's hard to say lucky because we were in the middle of a pandemic. But when the show premiered, it was at the beginning of covid. So we did have a pretty captive audience. Like I think the uh, definition of captive. But I also people have to like not only see it, but actually like it and want to see more of it. And yeah. I think that that's what's been amazing. And I love that people kind of love, obviously, the hot bodies and all of the the sort of hooking up, but also love like the workshops and all of the personal growth that actually happens, which is a shock to the system that it's happening on a reality show. Yeah. But it kind and of feels like it's happening. Yes. Right. Yes. And like real actual drama, because it doesn't matter how hot they come in at episode one by episode five. Somebody's crying. There was a real sense of watching season one that this was going to be a one and done because as soon as it aired, there was no way you were going to be able to convince people to go to an island where they wouldn't realize they were on Too Hot to Handle. And then yeah. they did it again and everybody was like, oh, you can't do this again. They were like, no, we shot two seasons. And then we were like, yeah. okay, after this, there is no way anybody is going to fall for this. And then season four comes along and they have managed to do it and they did it in the most brilliant way possible. Can you run people through the scam okay cutting to the chase the scam is really resting a lot on mario lopez's shoulders mario lopez <laughs> yes mario lopez. lopez right it just puts the stamp of like oh this is for real mario lopez is there which is amazing i don't know how they got him they flew him in on a plane and flew him right out on the same plane after these people figured out that wild love was not happening but essentially they've got this show wild love that they've come up with the premise of which is a sort of dating romance you know sex and hookups meets sort of extreme sports and experience so it's kind of like survivor and love island got together and so as a premise you're like actually that's pretty solid like someone should make wild love like they keep coming with up mario with great lopez. ideas they never do. <laughs> with mario lopez like i don't know if they patented that already copyrighted because like somebody's gonna make wild love but yeah all these people got a call from mario like oh yeah we're gonna go on wild love and they always think like we're gonna go and just hook up wildly for weeks yeah and then they get there and it's just like prison door slam uh, you only see the episodes when you're doing your part after the whole thing is done correct yes like they've definitely okay. got the assembly line of the the thing made so yes you know they've once they've done and dusted the whole thing i'm i never get to go to turks and caicos or no. wherever they film oh, it man. everyone's like did you get to go nope nope i'm sitting here in cold england uh raining <laughs> wet just waiting to go into a studio smelling like mildew and record these lines but um so yeah i'm seeing it pretty much as it's getting recorded obviously we fine-tune things but there are sure. some things that are just wild reactions from me that they're like, yeah, let's keep that because I haven't seen it until I'm there on the day. Uh, Desiree Birch on the Raza Moga show right now. She's the narrator that you hear when watching uh, Too Hot to Handle. New season is out right now. Like, do they give you notes on what happened or uh, things that well, they may want you to focus on and then it's up to you to come up with stuff? Or do you see things and you're like, you come up with something, you're like, I have to say this instead of what was handed into me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of this alchemy of like, there's a cut. There's also, you know, writers who work on it, who are like, here's some jokes. I'm going to go through as a voice actor and deliver those. I'm also going to change them up because it's like, I would never say it that way. I'm also going to, as a comedian, be like, well, it's obviously like this. And then someone's like, actually, that's really funny. Can yeah. you please record mm-hmm. that? So, you know, it is this sort of back and forth process. And then at some point they might be like, oh, we had to alter everything. So let's go back again. You know, it is about homing in on what the story is, which I think they probably know when they leave the, you know, the retreat. The the, the growth on the show that um, that happens with the with the contestants is it was it's a really special part of the show because you don't anticipate it on this show. Coming into season yeah. four now, um, can fans expect that same sort of growth? Oh, yes. Really? hundred percent and more. Yes, there is. You know, the growth in part comes from things like the Yoni Puja workshop or whatever, where people get to a place where it's like beyond the giggling and beyond whatever. They're kind of like, yeah, actually, I guess I have just sort of been mistreating myself or this part of my or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you kind of get their backstory. And a lot of beautiful people. I mean, we all know that life's based on high school in this weird hierarchy. And we expect that beautiful people are just this elite class who live in a bubble and have everything handed to them, which is part of the coin. But the other side of the coin is no one expects anything from them. They still have like, you know, bad relationships and disappointments too. They just know that they have this currency of being beautiful that they can use. And to be honest, if all the rest of us had it, we would use it in a heartbeat. So it's great for them to go, oh, actually, yeah, I have been doing this in relationships because I stopped trusting people after I was messed over once before in a relationship and I just stopped trusting people Mm -hmm. and it was easier just to have sex with them. And now I realize I've been doing that. Whether (laughs) or not it sticks, it's a different question, but I think that like what sticks from being in your 20s? You know, like you usually have to make the same mistake 12 different times. So this is just one time of them having a moment of awareness that, one day they'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess I have yeah. continued to do this thing that I still do, you know? Desiree Birch from Too Hot to Handle, the narrator on Too Hot to Handle, who we all love. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us on the Ron Mocha Show. New season of Too Hot to Handle is on Netflix right now. Um, thanks again, Desiree. Thank you. See Thank you guys. You. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Jazz in Vancouver, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi. So I'm seeing two guys right now, and I don't know which one to pick. You're seeing two guys right now, and you don't know which one to pick. Let us help you with this. Girl. Uh, You wrote us, hey, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Uh, One of the guys just wants to be friends with benefits and doesn't want a relationship, but he's the perfect man. I got attached, and yet I still continue to see him, hoping he will change his mind. The other guy is 25 years younger than me and wants a relationship. He treats me well, but we do have our issues, and the age thing kind of bothers me. Do I wait? around for the friends with benefits guy or put the work in with the younger man jesus Jazz. so the younger guy you guys aren't like officially dating right no not yet we haven't put a label on it do either one of those guys know about the other nope not at all and how are you splitting your time like what's the ratio here um so the younger man actually lives about two hours away okay. so we don't see each other that often okay. and then friends with benefit is once a week 
once a week. And so so the guy who is around, look at Shem right now. He's very much into this. Um, okay, so the guy who's two hours away, how often are you talking to him? Like, are you, are you FaceTiming and all that stuff? Yeah, FaceTime a couple um, days a week. Yeah. And then we text all the time. And you send each other nudes and stuff? Mm, sometimes. Yeah, okay. So that's your boyfriend, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then so the other guy who you see once a week, uh, when you guys get together, what goes down? The benefits. Just, you know, just, yeah, the be- right. just the benefits? Or do you guys sometimes just. like watch a movie and hang out? No, nothing. Just the benefits. Just, oh. like, like, so he, like, he come, you go to his house or he comes to your house? No, in the car. In the car? Oh, damn. Why the car? Oh, we're from like immigrant families, so we can't do it at home. Uh, oh, you live at home. Yeah, we both live at home. And he actually. lives at home. Okay, so like not even like a, a hotel and like you know make a night out of it. Hey, do you go front seat or back seat? By the way, Jazz. I'm gonna say back seat. Back seat. Yeah. Huh? More room, bro. Yeah, I'm too big for a car. <laughs> Come on now, like it's, it's super awkward on, on the hood. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not good. Okay, uh, so you don't then. You don't go out on like dates and you don't hang out. It's just strictly in the car business. And then, okay, I'll see you next week. No, the thing is he treats me so well. So we, we do the benefits and then we talk and then he's actually very calming for me. So that's why I got attached. I'm anxious and I'm an overthinker. Okay. Well, that's your boyfriend too then. Right. So I don't know. You got two boyfriends. Yeah. If you didn't have the sort of cultural divides that you guys have, right? Mm-hmm. You and uh, you and backseat. Would you guys do normal coupley things like sit around, have dinner, watch a movie, all that stuff? If you didn't have those restrictions and boundaries, probably not. He told me from the beginning he doesn't want a relationship. Why does oh, okay. he want a relationship with you? He said he was scarred from one of his exes. Mm, that's oh, a lie. What a that's liar! A line. That's a lie. Yo, he just that's a likes. Line. He just likes the backseat action. Yeah, that's a lie. So I think jazz. You need to stop chasing that dream of starting to build something with this guy. Like, you're totally cool with all the car stuff. Like, if you're good with it, he's good with it, and you guys are having fun, like, and that's your thing, you want to keep doing that, go ahead. But I just feel like you're going to have your heart broken Mm. if you go down the path of trying to turn this guy into your boyfriend where he has made it clear he does not want to be anybody's boyfriend. Do you think um, he is uh, backseating with anybody else? He says no. Mm-hmm. He says no. What do you yeah. think, though? Do you believe him? I do believe him. Now, do you believe him because you want to believe him because you want him to be your boyfriend or you believe him because you truly feel like he is committed just to you? No, I think he truly is committed. Plus, we've talked about it and we don't want like STIs and stuff like that. And we do see each other well, once a week. Yeah, but so. you got a whole other boyfriend. I don't do anything with the other boyfriend. Wait a second. So you're not messing around with the other boyfriend when you see him? Oh, I've seen him like in person maybe four or five times. Oh and out of those God. four or five times, you never like backseat, front seat? No, nothing at all. Okay, so hold on here. So I, you're not I attracted started, to him then? I started off this conversation thinking that you had two boyfriends. Now I'm at the, 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 the part of the conversation where I don't think you have any boyfriends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got nothing, girl. I don't think you do. I think you got one guy who lives two hours away that you occasionally send nudes to. And then you got another guy who you hook up and uh, mess around in his back seat every now and then, right? You you don't have any boyfriends. Um, I feel like I'm attached to both of them right now. Okay, you're not attached attached to to the guy two hours away. (laughs) Not at all. If you were attached to the guy two hours away, you'd be doing stuff with him. Okay, that's true. You like the attention that he gives you. 
Yes. I, yeah. I like the attention. Of course of you course. do. Of course. Right. He's blowing up your phone. And when you go off and, you, you know, you, you come back from that back seat, you know, you feel a little bit good about yourself, but you also feel kind of crap about yourself because you're like, what did I just do? You know, like, am I being used? Like, am I just like, like you, you start to feel terrible about yourself. And then you look at your phone and guy two hours away is like, hey, baby, I miss you. I miss you a lot. Yeah, You're really exactly. wonderful. So you've created one guy out of two guys. Okay. But... Uh, you're not getting enough from either of them. So my recommendation to you is to just cut them both loose and start fresh. Okay. She's not going to. I know not? you're not going to. I know to. you're not going to. You're going to keep hooking up with the guy in the backseat. And anything we said right now doesn't really matter at all. No, not at all. You're going to do what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. You're going to just, just don't, don't let the guy two hours away. Just don't string that guy along. You know what I mean? Because I think that you're lying. To, I think you're lying to him. I am, and I feel really bad about it because he does want something serious. Yeah, I oh, think girl, I think I think you gotta loose. I think you gotta cut that guy loose. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Do you go full clothes off in the like in the car, or do you like? Oh yeah, you well, do, huh? Yep. Where do you park? Oh, we find like dead end streets and stuff like that. So oh, is it a different street every time? Yeah, it is. Do you have like a, a favorite neighborhood? Yeah, it's called Colebrook here in Surrey. And you guys just you guys just park and like you're not worried about somebody walking up. Actually, someone has walked up oh, a few times. Geez. Yeah, and a few the, times. And what guys, happened? And you what? You just drove to a new neighborhood, or you finished? New neighborhood, yeah. You guys need an RV. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, way more room. Okay, that. you're not dumping this guy, <laughs> right? When you're fantasizing about an RV, you're not yeah. dumping this guy. Okay, right, Jazz, Jazz uh, listen, don't just don't get your heart broken, but uh, cut the guy loose is two hours away. Okay, it's not fair. All right, thank you. Bye. I don't think we accomplished anything in that. No, we did. So many dudes. A <laughs> <laughs> Baca's in the backseat. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So uh, Joe Biden and uh, the Kremlin did a prisoner swap. So Brittany Griner is apparently uh, on her way home. She's the uh, WNBA U.S. Uh, basketball champ who was detained in Moscow back in February after she was found in possession of two vape cartridges containing cannabis oil, which is banned in Russia. And she was sentenced to nine years of like hard, like penal colony time, yeah. like hard really labor. Really bad. And, uh, and then so I guess uh, Biden, uh, they did a swap. So Brittany for a Russian arms dealer, a guy named uh, Victor Bout, what but, do we know uh, about him other than arms dealer? Like, nothing. how long has I mean, he been? What else the... do you need to know? He's a Russian arms dealer, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. Man. Do you know how long he's been locked up in the in the states? <clears throat> I don't. And I wonder I how long know. they've Let been me working. Find out what this guy looks like? I wonder if he looks like an arms dealer, like Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. No, worse. Like, uh, like Eastern Promises kind of stuff. Like, oh! that, that, like that, that hard, yeah, yeah, that hard yeah, Russian yeah. look. Not the pretty Russian look. Oh right. yeah, this guy looks Russian. Very Russian. Scars. Mustache. <laughs> um, okay. uh, so here is uh, here's Joe Biden breaking the news this morning. Moments ago, standing together with her wife, Sherelle, uh, in the Oval Office, I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie and, uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. 
People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. And I know that support meant a lot to her family. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She, uh, she's relieved to finally be heading home. And the fact remains that she's lost months of her life, experienced a needless trauma, and she deserves space, privacy, and time with her loved ones to recover and heal from her time being wrongfully detained. Oh, so Victor Bout um, was uh, the U.S. got him in 2008. This is the the, the Russian wow. arms dealer that they exchanged for ago. Brittany Griner. Uh, he was captured and prosecuted. He was dubbed the merchant of death because he was said to be one of the world's largest illicit uh, arms dealers. If you remember the 2005 Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War, yes, that was I loosely do. based on him. Oh, for real? Right, but only, I guess, Cage in that movie was American, but this yeah, guy yeah. was uh, this guy was Russian. And one of the reasons why they took the deal is that under federal sentencing rules, um, Victor Bout could have been released from prison in about five years. So it looked like they only had him for mm. another uh, for another five. So he made sense, I guess, to be the uh, the piece so that when they he goes exchanged back for. For Britney. So when he goes back, mm-hmm. then he's... He's a free, free? man. He's yeah, free. yeah, yeah. He's a free. He's a he's a free man. Huh. Uh, so there you have it. So uh, uh, U.S. basketball champ uh, Brittany Griner, who man, her story is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, on her way home from Russia in a prisoner exchange with uh, the Merchant of Death. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Welcome to your Monday. Oh, for God's sake! What's going on? Nothing. Wow. Already stupid ass Monday. You know. Yeah, and I every got, Monday I, gets us closer to Christmas. I have no real problem generally with Monday. Uh-huh. Right? Like, none at all. And Maury's right. The holidays are coming up. I should be happy. And I saw presents coming in, but I wasn't allowed to look. What do you mean? Like Amazon boxes and then Matthew rushes to the Do den you honestly think they're for you? Well, then why did he rush to the den to hide them? <laughs> because he doesn't want you to know what he's buying himself. Mm. He doesn't want you touching his stuff. Yeah. Fair. Doesn't want you thinking all his stuff is your stuff. Leave Fair. my stuff alone. Right? It's my stuff. <laughs> Yo, yesterday at 8, 8 o'clock in the morning or 8.30, yeah. I placed an order with Amazon. Yeah. 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it shows up. Shut your mouth. I swear. Really? That never I, happens to me. Well, like Amazon. Was it Was it like something you needed that day? No. It wasn't. No, Damn. it was something for Christmas. No. And there, it was something. And I don't want to, I'm not going to say You got to try this is. with something you need that day though, man. It was, no, it's happened before. It has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God when man. you order, like we've ordered stuff at like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and it shows up by yeah. that afternoon. You must live near the warehouse or something. Uh, no, he just wakes up before noon every day morning. Warehouse, I don't. On the weekends. <laughs> no, but that's my quite like so these these things these three things that I ordered right okay. were okay. all from like a YouTube video that I had watched the night before. Interesting. Right? Okay. Like um, it was a video on like are, are these are the gift uh, guide okay. 2022. But are these things for you or are these no, gifts no, no, for no. others? Others. Okay, others, right? I got you. You're like my like, nana when watching oh. the shopping channel. Yeah, I was like, oh, these are like really cool items, right? Yeah. That I think the person or people. Who I'm buying for are really going to enjoy. Okay, and they aren't like your typical brand name. You can go to any store and buy it. No, because I'd never seen these products anywhere before. Does it make it? Uh, even though I'm sure you, these aren't like you know super expensive or anything like that. No, but, but does it make them a little more special because they came within hours? Like to me, I would look at that and go, God damn, that's like. That's a, that like yes. the, the the specialness of that gift is now upped a little bit. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because these aren't like I said, brand names that you would find like if you go to mm. any given store, right? Yeah. 
like a lot these three items two of the brands i'd never heard of before but amazon in canada mm -hmm. at whichever warehouse is closest to Thank where God. i live they friggin' had it see now it sucks that you're talking about presents though because now i sort of definitely need to know what it was that you ordered and i know you can't say it on the radio no 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 no, no. damn no. why do you need to know i, I just need to know I how need do you to, know I it's not know. something that i bought for you um interesting interesting i don't how do i know that it's, it's not right is it mm. maybe could be he's gonna tell you could be is maybe. it will Perhaps. i love it will i love it of course you will will i so is I it know you. it's for me i don't know you don't know you maybe. just admitted but it, i believe yes, you, you do no you'll just love it of course you would yeah no 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 you said of course i will Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you said. So you completely you didn't say outed what? yourself. Yeah, so it is for me. I don't know. You just came on. You just started telling the story about it. What a troll you are. This whole time it was a gift for me? I don't know. It better be. I don't know. Why? Stop telling you to be pissed if it's not now. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. What's going on? Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. I got the mower out yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh, damn. You are I committed, I shouldn't huh? have. I didn't do like a full whatever. I was just raking leaves, uh -huh. right? And Let me guess. And it bothered you. And it bothered me. And then I was like, yeah, God, it's kind of it. nice. But isn't it all muddy and stuff? No, no, it's not. It was or like. hard? No, it was. was uh, no, man. Listen, was muddy actually, and or hard has never stopped me before. Um, <laughs> yesterday was actually a nice day. It won't shut up, Sham. <laughs> oh, man, the visual. <laughs> it's never stopped me before. I got a tool for that, too. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'll take care of it all. Uh, yeah, and then uh, and then I saw, um, because there's no leaves on the tree, so I don't have any privacy anymore, right? Oh, yeah. In my, in my yard. And then I saw two neighbors just sort of walking up the street, and I saw them at the corner of my and then I shut the mower off because I didn't want them to think Judge I was you? nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they'd be able yeah. to hear. Yeah, I know. That sound but travels I know, like but crazy. You don't know where it is. Like it's all farms around me, right? So oh, it's like it could be anything. Sure. We're all we're all used to the noise. I saw a guy on Saturday. He was mowing his lawn. Crazy. I, like, I mean, oh, it's wow. too it's too late. Like the lawn's not going to grow, right? Like no. it's way too late to be mowing a lawn. But yeah. I was just like, I'm late to, let me just get the feel for it again. But you don't like um, see if I still got my techniques. Here we go, dad talk here. Yeah. But you don't like huh? put the mower like away for the winter. Like you drain the oil, drain the gas. No, I was using the I was using the battery one. Oh, my, oh, like my like okay. my cleanup, like my okay, cleanup. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, get the yeah. Feel. Isn't there like a video game you could do, like a simulator? No, no, no there's nothing. That come on, morning. No, no, you got to get in there with your hands. You got to feel it. So how long? Oh, I was out there for about forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, just taking care of leaves. Wow. I was just taking care of leaves. It was it was all good, right? It was good uh -huh. to get outside. I was totally fine. I'm like, yeah, man, like let's do it. Also, I did it because Catherine wasn't home. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, because you can't do that while 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 Catherine. Because then she just have all these questions. Bro, it's like freezing cold. I'm out there in a Canada goose. Yeah. Okay, with the lawnmower. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. It makes zero sense. It whatsoever. makes there's and I don't want to have to explain the stuff that I do that makes no sense. Because how do you? You can't explain. You can't it. explain it. There's like, zero I, explanation like, as I, to why in December you're outside mowing the lawn. And if she says why, the only answer I could have is not going to do me any favors because realistically, the only answer that made sense was, I don't know, I miss it. <laughs> Bro, you need a hobby. Right? I swear to God. I don't know. I just kind of miss it a little bit. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you need a hobby, sir. You're that really, is really my good. hobby. No, you need like a winter hobby. Come on now. What am I going to ski? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
watched uh, God. We we watched both Home Alones last night. Oh, in, nice! In, in order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family yeah, tradition. We watch. It is. It is. Number two is way better. You think so? No, I still I, like number one. Just because I love New York, so to mm-hmm. me, it's just it's such a cooler movie. Very um, nostalgic. Yeah, I mean, I I just I just think that Do you like, know there's a part three. Yeah, I know, but there's it's another kid in it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's not that doesn't work into the universe. In, into the universe, Actually, I think there's though. a four too. Yeah. Um, we finally watched the Lindsay Lohan Christmas one on Netflix. Oh, you a, did? Yeah, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So stupid, Bro, but whatever. It's so stupid, but like, it's so stupid, but it's so great. But we enjoyed it. It is every like trope and cliche. Yes. That has ever been in the, you know, I had amnesia and yeah, now, I fall, now, now I've fallen for the wrong guy. With a local. It's, it's basically Overboard. Did you ever yes. see Overboard? Uh, there was two versions of, of Overboard. Overboard uh-huh. originally with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. And then Overboard, they did a remake of it not that long ago on one of the streamers a couple of years ago, which mm. was really funny with, a, uh, I think, like a Hispanic lead. I'm trying to remember what the actor's name was. It was really good. Like, it was a really good remake of Overboard. But that's basically what it is. Also, when Lindsay Lohan's head hits that tree, she would have been deceased. Oh, absolutely. The way that, like, she didn't fall back. Like, they had Lindsay Lohan sliding down a mountain yeah. on first. her stomach, head first, and literally, like, the top of her head hits the base of a tree. Her head would have split like, open like a coconut. Like, she would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, they could have at least done a, be- not that getting amnesia and the whole deal is a believable thing, but at least, like, a bump. I understand mm-hmm. a bump. Right? And also, later that afternoon when she's in the hospital. Right. Like, zero bruises whatsoever. You no, can't bandages. no bandages. You, no bandages either. Like, nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. Like, nothing on her head. Nothing, no scrapes, nothing, no nothing, cuts. Nothing, nothing. And you slid face first, head yes. first, down a friggin' mountain. Yes. And you escape with, like, everything A-OK. Yes. Perfect for, hair. Except yeah. for the fact that you have amnesia. Uh, yeah. So, I also love in that movie that they were, like, spoiler alert, he's proposing to her on the top of the mountain, right? Mm. And my favorite thing is, it's like the way we all know the way, you know, formations and everything else work. And they managed to climb to the top. But they were so much at the top of the peak of a mountain. Like when, like, she fell off one side of a mountain and he fell off the other. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Physics alone. And then... And then he winds up shacking up with like an old guy. Like the movie was, I loved it. I yeah. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very enjoyable. But but I've never. It's been so long since. And I know Christmas movies are the movies to do that with. But it has been so long since I've seen a movie where it is just. It is like every deliberate cliche that uh-huh. you could put in a movie. Yeah. Like every single, every single one and of them. Just so cheesy. <laughs> but you can't not watch it. You cannot. No. Absolutely not watch it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Eleni, why don't you tell everyone why you're reaching out to Roz and Mocha uh, to fix your life? Well, um, I I need some advice. Um, How can I get my family to support my new career choices? You wrote us this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. I resigned from teaching last year. Now I'm writing, cooking, and curating cultural events. My family doesn't like it, and I'm getting a lot of pushback. I love my family, but disappointed they just won't support me. Are you talking about, like, husband and kids, or are you talking about your parents? I'm talking about my husband, my parents, my sister, who's, like, a major businesswoman in the local community. Mm-hmm. My kids love it. My okay. ca- kids 
just adore the fact that I'm going out there and and chasing my dream. Your husband, but your husband's not on board, and your your parents aren't on board. Everybody thinks you made right. a huge mistake, right? Okay, so what exactly did you walk away from? Okay, so uh, I was teaching with uh, one of the school boards, I'm not going to mention, sure. for 17 years. Uh, and I uh, was bouncing around for a big portion of that from supplying. I'm a drama teacher, okay? okay? And finally, when I got my permanent job, they shoved me in English, which was fine. Um, I, I could do the job, but I'm not an English teacher. I felt like a fraud for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, <clears throat> and we were on lockdown. And so one, the year that I was teaching uh, virtually, <laughs> I finally got to teach two subjects that I've always been wanting to teach, which was food and nutrition, because I'm a chef, and drama, because I'm a drama teacher. <laughs> so, of course, these are two subjects that are completely almost impossible to do virtually. But I did a bang-up job, and it was great, and I thought, great, you know, maybe this is it. Now I proved myself. They're going to give me an actual studio, and I can do some magic. No, they decided they're going to shove me back into English. So I resigned, uh, and uh, now I've got one book that I have self-published through Amazon. Um, I'm working on a cookbook slash um, storybook. Um, and, um, yeah, in between, uh, to make some, some money, I'm, I'm curating culture events. So it sounds like to me that you quit your job for your hobby, but I don't want it to be my hobby. I want it to be, could you not, could you not have done, I think that, I think that you were fed up with the teaching job and getting, you know, put back into English, right? Which is fine. Fair enough. Everybody gets fed up. Yeah. Um, but I think that maybe your your husband is, you know, looking at you like you just walked away from, you know, a union job with a future mm-hmm. with a future pension mm-hmm. um, to do something that really you if you had come to me and said, hey, you know, I, I have these dreams where I want to do a cookbook and I want to, you know, do all of this stuff, you know, and, and I'm I, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, busier in my free time because I really want to dedicate some time on the weekends and in evenings to doing this. And I and I really need your support on this because it means a lot to me. I think maybe he would have been cool with it. But to walk away from that to sort of turn your hobby into a career, I could kind of understand him. Yeah, no, I get you. And I've had conversations with with, with my husband. Uh, so when he wasn't supportive, I was like, OK, you know what, dude, I got to do this for myself because I have no idea what's going to come next. Uh, and so um, I, I resigned anyways because I had to do it for myself. But, like why, but, why, couldn't you, but why couldn't you also do this? Because then it's just um, taking away too much. Like as a teacher, um, I was spending a lot of time with my students, right? Being an English teacher is different from being a math teacher or a physics teacher. Like you... I've been. I was spending hours and hours. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, okay. I get it. I get it. You know, it's it's, it's a. a it, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a rough life. But before yeah. you walked away, did you? Mm-hmm. Did you sit and work with you know somebody and come up with a business plan? Uh, business plan. In terms of finances, are you bringing money in right now? Well, I got a nice. Uh, I got a nice 
chunk of change from the uh, from my what do you call it the pension teacher's pension yeah um, no, 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 and, no 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 but from uh, from what you're doing now for a yeah. for a oh, living. yeah yeah as much money as much money it's not that much really honestly mm. this this myth that teachers make a load of change oh sorry I shouldn't have said that it's fine. Um, a lot of money is a mess I'm sorry like I don't know I think your where... husband's concern you... yeah. is the fact that you're kind of all over the place right now doing like three different things and the the, the return on it yeah. it's not what would be expected I, I think that when you have plans if you're going to make drastic changes you need to have a rock solid plan when you have kids when you when, yeah, you, when, I, you, when, you, when you when you have kids you can't mm-hmm. just willy-nilly quit a job you can you can believe me you can it's not smart yeah you need to come up with a plan girl it's not smart it, it, to, 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 to go into all of this without a business plan it's not smart <laughs> Okay, so what you're saying is that I need a business plan, and I go back to teaching. I'm not going back. No, to I'm. I'm just no. saying. I think you did. I think. I think you jumped the gun a little bit. I think you let your frustrations take over, and you yeah. walked. And you walked away from something, and now you're pissed because people are looking at you, going kind of no, like, "What did you do?" I, I'm. I'm not particularly pissed. I just. You want the support. Um, I, I want the support, and I want them to see the good that I'm doing because I am sure. doing really good. Well, come yeah. up you with know, a plan. Like, yeah. Come up with a business plan so then when you do get questions about this, you have mm-hmm. answers. Okay, yeah. Lenny? I, I think that if you're going to win them over, you got to give them something that is viable. Does you, that you, help, Lenny? Uh, yeah, okay, I good. think that helps. Thank okay. you so much. You have got a good it, day. love. Okay, bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. There is a woman in Florida who is suing the craft company, Kraft Heinz. Five million bucks. For what? Saying ad- advertising on their Velveeta microwavable mac and cheese is deceitful. Why? That it has no cheese? Mm-mm. Oh. She says that... Um, it's false and misleading because on the packaging... Of the Velveeta mac and cheese, it says it's going to be ready in three and a half minutes. But she says it takes longer because not only do you have to microwave the the item, you also have to take off the lid. You have to add water. You also have to add the sauce. Oh, for God's sake. And then you also have to stir. I don't know how anybody starts a business in America. I really don't. Like, it is... Five million dollars because the Velveeta mac and cheese takes longer than three and a half minutes because you have to put it together yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that realistically, we all know when we see something that says fries will be done in 10 minutes, that's oven time. That's not the sure. time it takes me to go to the freezer. But you know that because the of bag. this, they're going to have yeah. to change the, the no, wording they on the pack. No, they they, McDonald's had to do that no. when somebody sued because it was hot. So on top of the five million, here's what this woman in Florida wants to do or wants craft. To do. Yeah. She requests that they, quote, be ordered to cease its, de- its deceptive advertising. <laughs> just so busy. And be made to engage in a corrective advertising campaign. Yeah. She also claims that Kraft is reaping the benefits of false advertising, saying that the food item is being sold at a substantial price premium since Kraft knows its customers trust the brand. Okay. So like, five million bucks because on the Velveeta mac and man. cheese. I mean, I know in life packaging need, it says three and a half, ready in three and a half minutes. You need lawyers in life, right? Like you really do. There's oh, times yeah. when you need a lawyer in your life. But, but in the U.S., they, they always win these cases. No, no they no. don't. Like, could you imagine no, though, the don't. lawyer that has to take on this case? No, it's not the lawyer that has to take on this case. Are you kidding me? 
Lawyers line up for stuff like this. I know, but still, it's like... They love this stuff. You're busying your day with this. Yes, let's go after Kraft. Scandal five. But the, the, the crazy thing in all of this is that two people, minimum, sat in a room and said, okay... So we're going to go after Kraft here because they're saying that the mac and cheese takes longer than three and a half minutes. And we all know that that's a lie because you have to put the the contents of the packages in together before it goes in the microwave. Don't forget, before you do all that, you got to open the lid. You have to open the lid as well. Let's not forget that carpal tunnel. (laughs) So what is that worth? And then they came up with $5 million. Mm -hmm. It was an actual conversation. Did they say $5 million because they assumed they'll settle for $2 million? Who knows why? I, I think that well, one. I think that they say five million because they know it'll get a headline, mm-hmm. right? It's a sexy number. It's a, yeah, exactly. Like five million dollars because mac and cheese takes longer than three and a half minutes. You know, gets us talking about it. Two hundred fifty thousand? Yeah. Nah, not really. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make its way around the world. Five million? Yes. Yeah. You know that gets their attention, and then all of a sudden, people are on Twitter being like, "It's been twenty four hours and Kraft hasn't responded." <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, shout out to our boy Sean Desmond. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, so he's got that new song, Maniac, that's out, blowing up all over the place. This guy's been making noise lately and continuing with the trend. So he's dropping. So he has the music video for Maniac that's coming out next week, right? Mm-hmm. But today at twelve o'clock, did he hire like a bunch of hot dancers and stuff like that? Do you think? Always. Yeah. I have the video. I can't tell you about uh, it. Yet. Oh. Um. But he's dropping something else today on his uh, IG okay. at 12 o'clock. At the real SD, by the way. Um, and you got I don't you guys remember this song from like mid 2000s? Obviously. Track? Get ready. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the crib. Maury knew exactly one word. <laughs> yeah, I love like this one song. Word. No, you, one word you knew. <laughs> Fry. Not even the whole thing. <laughs> Come on, sing it more. The ladies in the club are getting ready. Come on, get in and get in it. No, wrong. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> so I love why this song. Huge fan. Huge right. fan. No, number one fan over here. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> Those, no, all the words, all of the songs. I'm a big <laughs> fan, guys. Huge so, fan. so he's uh, he's getting ready for Christmas, and he did like a remix of this song. Yeah, and he oh, actually got Santa uh, to appear in the really? video. Yeah, busiest time of the year that's for amazing. Santa. Right? But did he rewrite it to be Christmassy? Listen to this. <gasps> Come on now. <laughs> Ayo, Senna, are you ready? It's a Christmas miracle. Yes, it is. I love it. Get ready for Christmas. Yeah, 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 baby. Christmas Eve at the crib. Thinking about the gifts I'm gonna give. The whole family's coming here. It's the best night of the year. Tell my babe on the low. Meet me under the mistletoe. Get 
get ready for Christmas. Can't believe it's Santa's coming tonight. Come on, get ready for Christmas. Put out the cookies and the milk on time. Come on, get ready for Christmas. Calling all the boys and girls. Keep singing and playing those jingle bells. Let's spread some joy all around the world. Happy holidays. Calling all the boys and girls. Keep singing and playing those jingle bells. Let's spread some joy all around the world. That is going to be dropping at 12 o'clock today on his IG. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. There is a new movie in theaters today called Violent Night. <laughs> David Harbour is now. Santa Claus. Uh, John Leguizamo is in the movie as well. Yeah. Before I play you a clip of the trailer, let me read to you the, uh, the synopsis here. An elite team of mercenaries break into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why this Nick is no saint. <laughs> you ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the reindeer do most of the work. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. Time for some season's beatings. (laughs) (laughs) Season's beating. Love it. Santa Claus, David Harbour, he like stabs a guy in the eye with a... Oh, come on. With a candy cane? With a candy cane? No, he doesn't. I just guessed that. I just guessed that. I haven't seen it yet. That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. There's another part of the trailer where he takes the the star off the top of the Christmas tree, again, in the eye, shoves it in the eye of uh, one of the bad guys, and then turns it on, turns on on the light, right? (laughs) Plugs it in and electrocutes the guy. It's so funny. This movie's amazing. It's actually, it's a really, really violent. There's a reason it's called Violent Night. Yeah, it's right there in the title. Uh, we should not be surprised. Damn it, Maury uh, talked to John Leguizamo, who plays the main bad guy in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Leguizamo, how are you? I'm groovy, bro. I'm groovy too, babe. All right. This is not your lovey-dovey Christmas movie. This is wild. In my entire life, I never assumed Santa could be a badass guy that could actually kick ass till this movie. Did you ever assume Santa could kick ass? Oh, hell no. (laughs) I mean, to make a Santa drinking, smoking, cursing... Kick-ass Santa. I, I mean, David Harbour made me believe. I believe now. I'm a believer. Like, I'm telling you, you have to watch the trailer because David Harbour is so, so good. How real was the fight between you and David Harbour? Did you get hurt? Yes, it was too real. David's 6'5". I'm just under 6. All right, I'm 5'8". Uh, <laughs> and, and he gained 300 pounds for the flick. Yeah, so, you know, I, I trained with the stunt, with the best stunt coordinators in the world, David Leach, who, who directed uh, John Wick 1 and the Matri- and uh, did the stunts for The Matrix. And I said to him, you know, make me better than David. I want to look like an assassin. Give me some extra moves so I can kick, so I can look like I can kick his ass. And, and they did. They gave me some great moves. And, yes, I got hurt. The day after the fight, I could not get out of bed without assistance. Really? <laughs> oh, yo. It was like 50 moves. It was 50 moves. You know, and I'm a little older, and, you know, to do it, like, for two nights, you know, like, 12 hours punching, yo, 
I, 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 I rolled off the bed, fell on the ground, you know, flip-flopped like a fish, you know, <laughs> that somebody just caught, and then eventually I could stand. So John Leguizamo really got his ass kicked by, <laughs> I know, he's by like, David I Harbour. needed people to help me get out of the bed more. He's like, same! <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about filming this movie in our very own Winnipeg. Wow. You know, I've been to every place in Canada. I filmed everywhere. I filmed in Toronto, Vancouver. I've done shows in Montreal uh, for Just for Laughs, my, my one-man shows. But uh, Winnipeg got me. Uh, my, minus 35 degrees, one of the coldest winters they've had. Uh, yo, yo, yeah, that shook me. That shook me. That was The, the people were beautiful. I'm not going to lie. And the food was great. But that cold, ooh. <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg yeah. cold is different from no, any other is. cold in the entire country. Yep. Uh, John Leguizamo in a new movie called Violent Night alongside David Harbour. Uh, that movie is out right now, just in time for the holidays. Now, okay, Christmas dinners are a big deal at, with anyone's family. For Christmas dinners with your family, do you actually cook the meals or do you order the food and pretend that you cooked the meals? <laughs> you know, it's a tradition of mine to pretend that, that I made the meal. Oh, no. And they, they've caught on by now, but they, they let me slide. You know, I, I order it like, a couple hours before, I take it out of all the tins and I put it in, in my, our own bowls. My wife helps me and we stick it in the oven and pretend that we made it ourselves. Oh, no. <laughs> so wait, hold on. You go on the Uber Eats app or whatever Jesus. and you order like the best meal possible and what, you have to hide the evidence? Yeah, we, 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 I, I, I put it in the, in the garbage bags, take it downstairs to the basement and, and hide it. Yeah, they don't know. It looks home cooked. It looks home cooked. And wait, when they compliment you, you still say thank you? I say thank you, but I mean, when they ask me, oh my God, I love that. What do you use? And I have to say, like, you know, it's uh, my, my, my mom's secret uh, recipe. <laughs> yeah. The lies go deep. Yeah. You yeah. found your soulmate, huh, Mort? Yeah, sitting here taking notes. <laughs> that is uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, Violet Night is a new movie in theaters now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, here we are wrapping up the year. Two days in to December. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not get a chance to play yesterday your November recap. We do this every every month, at the end of every month. Shem, executive producer of the Raz and Mocha Show. Songwriter, singer, rapper, also single. Smells <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, smells good. Thank it's you. like cologne and cocoa God. butter. Hey. Deepa's in the room with him right now. Does he smell like Deepa? Every time I walk into the room, I'm like, mm-hmm. why does it smell like bath gel and cologne? Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty much what You're he welcome. smells like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Very pleasant experience. And the smell stays in that room for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shem, real quick, before we play the November recap, yeah. we'll go through some of the, uh, the biggest headlines of the month and put it to song. Holy cow. Yeah, what was that? Take us through a little bit of the the songwriting process. Was was this the the most difficult? Where does it rank in all the months so far? Number one, the hardest one to write. Really? Uh, you'll, and also the hardest one to sing. You'll hear okay. why. You'll hear why. <laughs> um, when do you start writing these? Like, do you wait to literally the end of the month and then you write? Or do you like take notes throughout the uh, throughout the month? So I take notes throughout the month because yeah, you're right. I can't start writing on the first. I got to start waiting. I, I wait till about the twentieth or so of the month, yeah. and then I pick a song, and then I try to I try to stick to the original song's rhyme scheme, okay. right? Because that that's the way to keep it catchy, hopefully, okay. right? And then uh, yeah, <laughs> and then you and uh, Chris Kelly, who also uh, works mm-hmm. here on Kiss, um, you guys produce the song, make the music video. Music video is going to drop on all Kiss social accounts later today. Uh, but here's your uh, November recap, y'all. Oh, oh yes! No. <laughs> yes! 
This month we have the QB strike. Elon Musk is such an ass. For takeoff, he lost his life. Aaron Carter gone too fast. Oh, yeah. Both gone too fast. Yeah. Like a media was in the air. Trump running for press. He don't care. No Taylor tickets anywhere. Called it quits. World Cup is here, place your bets. We can it has 12 kids. <laughs> that are so many kids. So many babies. Drop black pepper to drop. I those were the great cops. No, please stop. Blow away. Drop black pepper to drop. I those were the great cops. No, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, look at what time it is. Yeah. Uh, hey, Mocha. Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Ah. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Uh, so I want to play you this clip from uh, Art Pacell in Miami, which is a big art installation that okay. they do. I always thought that was a person. Yeah. And it shows you how artsy I am. I thought the name was Art Basil. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. But it's Art Bissell. So okay. this is where like the a lot of rich people show up and a lot of flexing, oh. but there's a lot of art. Uh-huh. And what is in there now aside from everything else that's in there all the other sort of you know art pieces that are in there there's an atm in there and on the top of the atm is a screen Mm -hmm. and on that screen is the leaderboard and so if you put your card into this atm Mm -hmm. you can take money out of it but the atm takes your picture and it posts your account balance. No, absolutely not. With your wow. with your picture, and it's a scrolling leaderboard. So there's one person at so the top. So it's there all the time. It's there, yeah. So it's so it's there. It's Mm-mm. there all the time. So here, play the clip. This is a guy talking about the ATM that's in Arbacel. This is an ATM where once you put in your debit card, it'll take a picture of you, and it'll put your bank account balance on the leaderboards, oh and it'll God. rank you among other Art Basel guests to see who has the most money. Currently, number one is $2.9 million. Oh, my God. It goes all the way down. I've seen it all the way to, like, number 79 with $0. A couple of people have $0. But it is just insane. It's a really popular <laughs> ATM here, as you can see. People are hesitant to put their card in there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would okay, not what? be doing that. Okay, so uh, th- this was done by the collective mischief out of Brooklyn. These were the same guys that hooked up with Lil Nas X to do the Satan shoe. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then they're always getting in trouble for stuff. Mm-hmm. So they say the ATM uh, leaderboard is an extremely literal distillation of wealth flaunting impulses. Uh, the ATM was designed um, because uh, Miami Beach 
is a, quote, dense concentration of people renting Lamborghinis and wearing Rolexes. So they were like, hey, if you're going to flex that mm. hard, like, here's the best, here's the biggest flex right now. Show, don't, prove don't, it. don't rent a car and show up in fake diamonds. Yeah. Right? Prove it. Prove it. Big shot. Big <laughs> <laughs> Would you put your card in, Ross? No, hell no. Yeah, no. I don't thanks. want people to know. Man, first of all, I don't trust these people enough to know that they, they have, at that point, your card number and your PIN number. Yeah, and your face. First of all, and, and your, your face. face. Identity theft right oh, I'd there. be more worried about just people seeing me on the leaderboard. Cause... I would be, uh, no, bro. Oh. Like that Identity is, theft, Jim. Like not, uh, just card skimming. They have your yeah. card and your pin. But once they see my balance, they're not going to want to take anything from well, me. Well, listen, man, you and I worry about different things in this world, <laughs> right? Also, that to me is like a, that's like a, that's like the blacklist. Like you could sell that and then yeah. all of a sudden you know who to rob. Yes. Right? <laughs> like if you put your card in there, that guy who put his card in there and had 2.9 million. How long do you think he stuck around for after he realized that was going to be on the screen forever? Gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Really? I assumed he was standing off to the side Hell watching no. people look at his number. Hell no. no. That, listen. No, Identity man. theft. <laughs> Bro, it's not good. It's not it's, a joke, it's, Jim. It's not. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dolly Parton on the Kelly Clarkson show yesterday. Uh, good time to remind people that uh, I Will Always Love You was, in fact, a Dolly Parton song written and uh, performed originally by Dolly Parton, of course, made super famous by Whitney Houston. But uh, this is Dolly and Kelly doing a little bit of I Will Always Love You. How about if I sing a little bit of it and you sing harmony with me? Okay, okay. Okay, I'll sing Ooh. a little bit again. Woo! And okay. I will Listen, God, people, Kelly Clarkson's so good at stuff, huh? I was going to say, people don't know. Like, I don't think Kelly Clarkson gets the <laughs> recognition she deserves. Do you watch her show? It's amazing. Yeah. It I, actually is pretty good. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Time. I mean, her show, her show's, the singing on her show is good, yeah. right? But the show itself is like, it's it's okay. It's yeah. a fine it's I just a like how interested show. she is in talking to everyone. Yeah. It's a fine talk she show. She knows how to play the game. Yeah. But, uh, but that's great, though. I love that clip, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Now, if there was anybody who thought maybe there was a chance that Kanye could explain everything he has said recently, maybe Mm. as some sort of performance art thing or shock or to make a point or there was something else behind it or that he was off his meds or anything. If anybody thought any where there was still a tiny, tiny, tiny little sliver of you thought maybe there could be some sort of redemption arc in all of this where it would all make sense. Um, that is now gone forever because when you say stuff that is so whack that you leave Alex Jones speechless, there's no hope for you as a person. And so this was Kanye talking about, I don't know if you've seen this, talking about uh, uh, Hitler on the Alex Jones show yesterday. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well... I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love um you know us 
and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography but this guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that i use as a musician you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good and i'm done with that i'm done with the classifications every human being has something of value that they brought to the table especially hitler i, I like hitler I, I don't like hitler and i know you're trying to be shocking with that i'm not trying to be shocking i like hitler i do not i the the holocaust is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. Oh and Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. Bro. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know Alex Jones still had, like, a platform. Oh, yeah, he still has a show. Still I has had his no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, and, so, and so Kanye's sitting there doing the Alex Jones show. And this is, like, there's everything. It's, like, layers, layers on layers on layers. Yeah. So Kanye's sitting there doing the Alex Jones show. Wearing of all things a Balenciaga mask. Oh God! Oh my God! He does this on purpose. Okay, no way. wearing a Balenciaga mask. He's also he's also been banned from Twitter again. So Kanye tweeted. Did he just get back on last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk let him back on, and then he banned him again. So so Kanye last oh. night tweeted um, a uh, it's a star of David's symbol with a swastika in the middle of it, and then he put like Yay 2024. I guess he was going to use this symbol for his uh, his campaign, and I think he literally just Googled star of David swastika, and this is the thing that came up. But that the sign that he that he um, this is why Kanye's such an idiot. Like, I'm done with the whole genius nonsense. He Googles and he just regurgitates. Yeah. So that that symbol, right, was actually the symbol that was used for this, um, like, alien religious cult called the Raelians, where it, they were started by what? this French race car driver named Rael. And I've met them. I've, like, interviewed them. And I, I, I knew a girl who was who was a Raelian. And they believe that, uh, that, that humans weren't created by a god. They were created by aliens and uh -huh. through technology and science. And, and they're the ones responsible for Topless Day. You know when Topless Day happens in, mm -hmm. in all the cities in the world? They're the ones that started this, this, this sort of, like, free love sex alien cult called the Raelians. But that was their pendant, right? And even those whack jobs stopped using that pendant years ago. And they altered it. So Kanye know, literally man. just Googled that and everything else. But this is how, and and I, I, I this is how you lose your kids. Like I don't think Kanye understands that, right? Like, yeah. and he just went through the divorce settlement. Yeah, like this is just. this is how you lose your children. Like, and I don't know, I don't know. if he fully understands the implications I, uh, of all of this. I. I'm so far away from being a fan of Kanye. And now, why right? hasn't anybody? Why haven't his peers come out to say anything yet? Why hasn't Drake said anything about Kanye yet? I think, people, I think it's better up. that it's just no. not to say anything so you don't get quoted no. and stuff. Too. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to touch that. Yeah. I mean, what he Nobody. said there. But shouldn't you, though? Nobody. I mean, it's the right thing to, to do. Yeah. Also, nobody wants to be first. Yeah, no one wants to be. You're, you're right, Maury. Nobody wants to be first, and no one wants to associate themselves with I Kanye. have never heard anything in my entire life that hit more than, like daggers than what he said. Yeah. yeah. Like, he is... I don't know. But it still I'm, sort of feels like a troll because it it's all Kanye. You can't it's, troll with things so, like that. So you can't just, do that. You cannot It just feels like some sort of weird thing, man. Like some weird troll job that I... What are you going to say, Diva? No, I feel like he just needs to maintain a relevancy in whatever shape or form he can. So he just says all of this ridiculous thing so that he gets attention. And he knows when he says the shocking things, 
Like, everyone's going to talk about it. Like, Kanye said this, and I feel like he feeds off of that, but it's just so I could understand. Ridiculous. I could understand that if there was a part of me that didn't think that Kanye actually believed this stuff. But does I he know, think but he does. does he but I, I think, effect, I think he does believe this stuff. Do you know the I really trickle do. effect? Like, I, I've had people in my family who have been in the Holocaust. And sure. He says something like this, and then, you know, my grandmother phones me and wonders, is this real? It just hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I feel uh, one last thing. I just have this terrible feeling that something is going to happen to Kanye West mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a shock to everybody no. if and when it happens. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a point where Kanye West is going to level out again and he's going to come back and he's going to try and justify it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, we can do either the Guardians of the Galaxy, a yes. bit of that trailer, or yes. the new Indiana Jones Indiana trailer. Jones no, so Guardians, 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 Guardians. Guardians. Okay, so you Guardians can... 3 comes out next summer. Yes. Oh, that trailer looks yes. so good. I know, the indie one is really good, too, though. Uh, okay, so here's a little bit of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its Guardians. Yes. Hello, we come in peace. <laughs> come on, Drax. Seriously, dude? No, 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 no! Dra- Dra- Drax throws a ball <laughs> and it hits a kid in the face. Right. <laughs> anyway, this is the new Guardians, um, the final Guardians yeah. movie, by the way. And I think they go back and do um, Rocket's backstory. So you see, you see Rocket before he was turned. I think that, I don't know, just by the trailer, it looks like a very, like, it's action-packed. Yes. But also, it's also going to be a very sad Guardians movie. Yeah, yeah. And funny. Movie. Which, which, I'm, which I'm fine, which yeah. I'm fine with, because that Christmas special they put together was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it was really beautiful, that yeah, Christmas like special. It. Okay, it Indiana, Jones, awesome. Indiana Jones. Okay, Indiana do Indiana Jones. Jones. So this is Indiana Jones. Uh, f- oh, fighting Nazis. Back to the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the desert. I miss the sea. So this was his dude talking. Remember he had that partner? Yeah. Right? Yeah. His Arab friend? This is him. And I miss waking up every morning. Wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Is that Indian Jones? Here we go. Ready? I don't believe in magic. Here we go. That's it. A few times in my life, I've seen things, things I can't explain. Oh man, he sounds old. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe it. Oh, the music. Even though he's like a hundred, he's still like riding a horse and jumping <laughs> off a horse into like a moving car and but stuff like that. But they de-aged him, don't forget. No, for like, only the beginning of it. Oh. Yeah. Get back. Yeah, he brought a whip to a yeah, gunfight. Well, I was going to yeah. say, lots of bullets, lots of whips. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, sad day, Bob McGrath, one of the uh, original humans on Sesame Street, passed away yesterday at the age of 90 years old. Wow. Here's a little bit you know, I feel like meeting somebody around the neighborhood today. How about it? Oh, oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, 
in your neighborhood say who are the people in your neighborhood well they're the people that you meet when you're walking down the street they're the people that you meet each yeah, Bob's family confirmed uh, his passing in a statement shared on Facebook saying, Hello, Facebook friends. The McGrath family has some sad news to share. Our father, Bob McGrath, passed away today. He died peacefully at home, surrounded by his family. Uh, the show's official social media channels uh, reposted that and then said the Sesame Workshop mourns the passing of Bob McGrath, a beloved member of the Sesame Street family for over 50 years. R.I.P. Bob. 90 years old. How long he was on that Incredible show. life, though. 90. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was listening to a little bit of that uh, weekend song from Avatar. Oh, how so is we've it? Done, we've I done so much talking about how when pop stars do songs for movies, sometimes they work, most times they don't. And it was kind of a drag when we had waited so long for something new from Rihanna. And then what we got was the songs from Wakanda. And it's fine, but it's, it's not for like, the movie. It's, it's not the, the Rihanna. Movie. No, that we kind of have been yearning for. Yeah, and I so don't think the weekend one. Like, nah, I didn't, no, I really? Know. I don't know. Because for you Avatar, hear, you haven't heard this. No, you heard what is it. It's Avatar. People it's of Ava- water. It's water Avatar. Yeah, it's Avatar. Water is delicious. Is what the movie is, is it called? Really? Yeah. Water? No, it's not. <laughs> I know water. Is it fire and water? Yeah. No, it's, it's called... The water it's, planet? No, 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 bro. It's called Avatar. Water is delicious. And then there's like... I think that it's supposed to go like... There's just a bunch of letters, but I think it's pronounced like it's Avatar. Water is delicious. I think that's how you pronounce Man, that. You're such an ass. <laughs> Thanks. I think that's how okay. it's pronounced. Okay. Uh, you so what's, yeah, what's the weekend song? What is it actually called? Do we have a title? What? Avatar? No, yeah, the song. It's, it's Water is delicious. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the weekend <laughs> sing that part. Uh, it's called uh, Nothing is Lost. You give me Whatever we go, this family is our fortress. I thought I could protect you from paying for my sins. You give me Water. Oh, the way of water. Yeah, Not I messed it up. Delicious. I messed it up. I got a couple words wrong. <laughs> you were close. Right? Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> right? It's close. What do you want from me, man? There's so many you know movies what? to try and remember. Just the way the song builds up. Yeah. At that part, yeah. I feel like it may be another, like, Pray For Me. No. The, the one that he wow. did from the first Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it may build up into like an up tempo track. Mm. I mean, the weekend's got a. You think great we're gonna? Voice. You think we're gonna play the song on this show? Hell yeah! You think so, show? Oh my god, absolutely! No chance. We'll play it. When is it out? Tomorrow? When does it come out? The when's the sixteenth? Sixteenth nah, next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. No, no, but the song, the movie next comes Friday. out. Oh, the song will come out the same day as the movie? Oh, yeah. no, it probably drops earlier. It's probably no, it has to, yeah, the, it's if, wh- if the movie's out next week, then the yeah. song has to drop tomorrow. Yeah, the song the song will drop earlier. I don't even know when the song comes. When's the song officially drop, Mar? Do you it know? It says next week. The song? Yeah. Yeah? I know the movie drops next week. Uh, it'll drop uh, next Thursday at Thursday. 3 p.m. Oh, okay, so the day cool. before the movie. Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. so... Yes. Like, we'll when play song- it because it's, it's New Weekend, but we're not going to play this regularly like it's anti-hero. There's no way we're playing this. Uh, 
protect you from paying for my sins. You think so? Ah, maybe we will. I know nothing about music. You don't think he's going to pick up after this? No. Not enough. Not in the right direction. No? What no. do you think, Sham? I, I 100% think we're going to end up playing it. Like like as no, a song no, 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 song no, no. or like as a, like a, hey, think, here's the new track from... Do you from... think it's going to continue on this anthemic theme? Or do you think after this part here... Like, do you think at that point... Like the production kind of picks up, the beat picks like it up. Turns into yeah, a pop song? I, I, I think it's gonna pick up, and then I think at the very end of the song it's gonna be a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it picks up at all. <laughs> no, me neither. I'm with I you, Maury. I'm totally you. with you, man. Thanks. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, so Netflix kind of took it on the chin last week over the timing of the release of that Megan and Harry uh, docuseries trailer because it was released when William and Catherine were in America getting like an award and they felt that Netflix released it intentionally to sort of overshadow the sort of goodwill that they were doing. William and Kate? William and Kate, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, that they were trying to overshadow um, the, the, the sort of sibling and amp up the sibling rivalry even mm. though even though William was here to like get some, I don't even like humanitarian award or something like that. Like it was a kind of low ball move. Like he needs more rewards. Yeah. So, but then what has happened now is there's a part in the document, in the, in the trailer for the documentary where Harry says this. I had to do everything I could to protect my family. I had to do everything I could to protect my family. And at that moment, there's a black and white shot mm -hmm. of like a swarm of paparazzi, like stacked on top of each other, all trying to get like a shot, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that picture that's used when Harry says, I needed to do anything to protect my family, then they show this swarm of paparazzi. Yeah. The problem is that that swarm of paparazzi was from a picture from 2011 at the premiere of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Oh, what? So was Megan even in his life at that point? No, they hadn't even met yet. So why is he... Or why are Netflix using that picture? So, so there's a photographer who's in that crowd. Yeah. A guy named Doug Seberg who said that for a picture from that premiere to turn up in this trailer about Megan and Harry seems like lazy picture research. Yeah, big So time. I guess they just went looking for, like, there's but no... But is Harry even, are they even taking a picture of a royal? No, they, they said there was no royals there. So oh, it's just so a, a random picture? So they just picked a stock photo of a big paparazzi crowd. Yes. And Any photo. Yes. And the only Harry is Harry Potter. And the only Harry is, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So they, go, so they Harry, typed in Harry. Paparazzi Harry is That's what amazing. somebody probably Googled, Shem. You are absolutely accurate. <laughs> and this is what came up. Now, is there just like, because I guess that a shot like that doesn't actually exist in the world of Meghan and Harry. Right. Right? They've never been somewhere where that many people have shot showed up Damn, to take man. their picture if it's not like a red carpet or whatever. So now everybody is like, okay, so what else is stock from the documentary? You're a liar, right? Harry. But it's such an iconic shot. <laughs> 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 but it's such a pivotal moment from that trailer, right? 
Like, it's actually quite like you get it. Like when he says the, that line and they show that picture, you're like, I get it, man. I get it. Like, who wants to live that life? Right. But he's not living that but, life. But they didn't. That's 2011. They hadn't even met yet. Liar Levioso. Right. Sorry. Damn, man. <laughs> anyway, maybe I care too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You get that story a lot of time, right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, so who who has not decorated their house yet for the holidays? I haven't. You haven't? Are you going to, though, Sean? Yeah, I, yeah. I typically wait like two weeks before Christmas. Really? What? Why is that? What? That's super late, man. So yeah. it's like next week. Yeah, like next week. Yeah. You're I, missing out on the enjoyment. No, no. I still enjoy Christmas. It's just busy, man. Yeah, because apparently this like this past weekend that we just had was like the big weekend for doing it. I'm like, my stuff's been up forever. I saw a bunch of people in our neighborhood yeah. putting up, uh, because the weather was like pretty decent. Right. A bunch were putting up lights You know, you just totally dropped the ball in, uh, in honoring Bob McGrath when you said you saw a bunch of people in your neighborhood just then. <laughs> you really did. Oh, you dude, really why did. you gotta say you, that? You totally dropped the ball on that. Yeah, you could have brought her all the way back to R.I.P. Bob McGrath. R.I.P. Bob McGrath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I meant to say that. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Mel B was, uh, Spice Girl Mel B was doing a uh, show over in the UK called The Big Nursty Show. I guess that that's the, how you say that. Oh, so and, nursty. And, uh, and the question came up. Who is the, how did they say it? The biggest D head she had ever met. Mm. Who is the biggest D head she's ever met? By the way, this is why James Corden is trending today. Oh, really? I was going to guess like somebody in the royal family or something. Well, I mean, she, well, no, no, but there are other names that she says. So here's the clip right now and then we'll come back and discuss. This is the first question. Now, uh, who is the biggest head celebrity you have met i can respond oh she's gonna respond ladies and gentlemen gonna go ooh. yeah stick the kettle on stick the kettle on so there's a few well there's james corden jerry halliwell jerry Jay, she's there jerry and um what me oh but jerry that's your it's your former that's your spice. i know but i love her to bits but she's really f***ing annoying oh <laughs> Yo, I love it. What's going on with James Corden? He said he's a d- What did he do? I mean, just, <clears throat> I think you always have to be nice to the people that you work with, whether it be production, camera guys, sound, lighting. We all work for the same thing, so yeah. you should always be nice. I respect that. No more. And way. he wasn't, he hasn't been very nice. So that, that will not be a shot taken. Can we get, Thank oh. Because do you remember there's that famous clip where um, Jimmy Kimmel is sitting with James Corden and, you know, James Corden always does those like the games where it's like you answer a question or you got to eat something or whatever it was. And Jimmy Kimmel sat in front of James Corden. And the question that James Corden had to answer was name, name, give me the names of two cameramen in the room with us right now. Oh, and, oh, and, no. and James and James Corden. No, no, no. Oh. No. So that was a fun. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, John Krasinski doing the uh, uh, late show with Stephen Colbert talking about um, his daughters and how what it's like to introduce his kids to something like The Office. Listen to this. Yeah. Do um, did the kids have you have they watched The Office? Because my kids. 
who are in their 20s. Yeah. They love The Office. Your kids are somewhat younger. Eight and six. Yes. Yes. And do they, have, have they watched, have they started watching The Office? They literally just started watching The Office. And by the way, started watching, I showed them one episode. Their actual quote, we were driving, and from the backseat I heard, so what's the deal with this office thing? And I was like, okay, it's a big question. We'll cut it down in bite-sized morsels. So yes. Emily was like, just show them the pilot. And so they were watching the first episode, and my oldest, turns out she's a screen talker at her. So she's talking to the screen, and so when Steve fired Jenna, she goes, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And then she goes, you're a horrible person. And wow. I said, you should meet Steve Carell. Anyway, did you see that? I saw that. Saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my six-year-old kept asking, is that you? And I said, yeah, it is. She goes, you look very different. And I was like... Okay, I'll try not to take that as a hurtful thing, but sure. And she goes, you look very different. And I said, no, that's me. I'm just playing a character. And she went, that's not you. <laughs> watch, and then watch two more episodes wow. being like, that's not you. The guy looks a lot like you, though. Because they don't know what I do. And they one think day I was, you work in an office? I think so. And the reason why I think that is I was walking um, them to school one day, and this guy came up, and he was very nice. And he came up, and he went, John, from the office. And I went, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. And I said, thanks. And we kept walking, and she said, so do you work with him? <laughs> and I went, no. And she goes, why are you lying to me? <laughs> and I went, I'm not, I'm not lying wow. to you. And she goes, no, he just said he knows you from the office. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's going to take them a little while to understand. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, when it comes to online dating profiles, people aren't necessarily truthful. We know that in a new survey, 47% of people admitted to having intentionally stretched the truth. And it's more common among men slightly than it is among women. Now, interestingly enough, the most common thing that people lie about is what, Shem? I'm going to say their age. Their age. Oh, Moki, no. you want to take a stab, about, a stab at this? Salary? Salary. Like how, much, how much money they have. Uh, damn it, Maury. Their height. Their height. Uh, incorrect. The number one thing that people lie about is their current hairstyle. 61% what? of people say that they have done that. 61%. Uh, this is probably having either an outdated or misleading photo. Uh, for men, it could be like hiding their baldness or receding hairline. Okay, and for women, Aww. they may use a picture of them when they were at like a fancy dress party where they went to the salon all day and got either a big blowout or a ton of sure. extensions and all of this stuff. So it's the ha the hair is number one. Now, what is the second most popular thing that people lie about? The second most popular uh, thing that people lie length? about. It wouldn't be money. Did you say length? Yeah. Um, uh oh. You, you said money, money. Mocha? Yeah. Money? Um, eh, no, no, no. Not necessarily money. Not necessarily money. Uh, can I guess what they do for a living? Yes, that's it. Career. Oh. There you go. Career is the second uh, thing. Shemar, you're not on the dating apps anymore. No, no never was, no, actually. You never were? No, no, no. I've had my picture used, and I know you have as well, yeah, yeah. but never have I been on a dating app. I see. I'm always, now that I know that my picture has been used, I kind of wonder if it worked. As, <laughs> as awful as it is, as yeah. awful as it is that somebody steals all your pictures and uses them on a Tinder or Bumble profile, right? And mm -hmm. it's a violation when it happens. But I'm always curious as to whether it worked or not. Like maybe it was somebody who just sort of looked like me. You know what I mean? You know like, what? I'm going to say no. No. No offense. No. Only because you don't have like all these women reaching out like DMing you. Mm, 
but I don't. But but do people find you on Tinder and then and then write you on Instagram and stuff like oh that? Oh my god, yeah, they absolutely. do. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Find Interesting. You in DMs, man. Yeah, yeah. No, the guy probably nothing, nothing like me. There was that one guy though. Do you remember when it was a guy who a fan that I met, mm-hmm. and he took a picture with me and used that picture as his profile, but like he sort of shifted it off to the side a little. Oh, where so it was I more looked, you than him. Yeah, it was like more <laughs> me than him. He was still in it, uh-huh. right? But it was more, way more me than him yeah. in that picture. Like, I wonder if that worked for that guy. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was under the impression that Black Adam was like this massive runaway hit, right? Yeah. So Black Adam with Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Cost $195 million to produce. Mm-hmm. They say that they had a worldwide marketing budget of around $100 million. <sighs> Looks like they spent all that money, too. Black Adam needed to earn $600 million worldwide to break even. Mm-hmm. Black Adam right now is sitting at $387 million. That's it? So Black Adam is a bust. No! And I like the movie. No way. That is an incredible <sighs> amount of money. So uh, <sighs> box office experts have it sort of like panning out meaning like it's 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 high end is going to be around 400 million dollars globally mm-hmm. which is problematic however warner brothers is disputing those numbers saying that the movie's break even is 400 million so it could very well break even according to uh warner brothers break uh, even then so then it won't actually make a profit no 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 it won't but break even is still they didn't lose right um and oh, man yeah, DC yeah. just can't catch a break. Huh? It's it's really wild to me. It's really wild. Like that movie was like it was number one for a couple weeks. And yeah, like, did yeah, real yeah. Well, and like you would like it's just these are so expensive to make. Uh-huh. Is it because people like aren't these... going to the theaters right now? No, because no, because looks uh, like Wanda Forever has been number one for four Murdering weeks. It, yeah, but did that break even or did well, that? I mean, it's it's only been four so, weeks, right? That that like, movie surpassed, I believe. Yeah, like. Yeah, no. So That's it's crazy. it's not that, but but you know, people still there's not as many people going going out and but god, these movies are so expensive, I man. I wonder like DC 200 million dollars to make. They really oh my god. Just can only rely really on Superman and or Batman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but like if you can't if you're not making money when your movie does, you know, almost 400 million dollars at the box office like i don't know i don't know what well, to they do need to find a cheaper way of making them well no but you can you the the difference is is that the problem is that you can't make these movies cheaper mm-hmm. right like you can't make a wakanda forever or a black adam you know cheaper than that i mean i'm sure you could but then the, the, the problem is is that you're going against all the current standards in hollywood these movies never used to cost this much money but now they do and that's what everybody yeah that's what everybody charges crazy maybe man. i'll help out crazy. And, I'll, and i'll and i'll rent it this week because i know it's on demand you're gonna go see it again Maybe I'll watch yeah, it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, really need your help. I'll throw DC my twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> help a boy out. But that's incredible to me, man. Yeah. That like the big you know, one of the biggest stars in the world, everything else in the movie still does four hundred million dollars and it's not enough. That is crazy to me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ice Cube um, doing the Mike Tyson podcast. First of all, this sounds like the most chill podcast of all time. The, Dude, the Mike Tyson it? was eating popcorn and nuts yeah. during this conversation. They're all high as hell. It's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Have you ever seen <laughs> yeah. it? Like on YouTube? Yeah, it's on wild. YouTube or whatever? It's like they're all high as hell. Like, it's and amazing. It is, it, is the, it is the most chill sounding podcast I've ever heard in my life. But uh, this is uh, Ice Cube talking about how he wants to regain control of the Friday franchise. Listen Any to this. chance that as, as fans will get a chance to see 
see the closing of Friday? I don't know. You know, that's Warner Brothers is weird right now. I don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. So they keep that show. Um, we love to have it back. It's my movie, but they have you be willing distribution to pay for it? Right. control. So, huh? You, you be willing to put your own money out? I ain't putting shit for it. No, they need to give it to me. Exactly. And they're going to make money. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm about okay. to pay for my own stuff. That's the issue with That's that. That's stupid. I mean, that, that, that ain't in my wheelhouse. I'm not doing that. You know, they need to do the right thing, uh, get it to us, let us turn it into more money and make the fans happy and and people will have a good time with the series. You know, we could do a lot with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Mike Tyson things. sounds like he's on the slow-mo podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like he sounds like he's slowed down. My favorite is Mike Tyson asked a question and, and, and then the response was, huh? Yeah. No, man. <laughs> you, see, you can't understand you can't what he's understand saying. saying. <laughs> Has uh, it been too long since the last Friday movie for people to like fully get the okay. franchise? So here's my question for you. Has it been too long for you? It has been. It has been? Yeah. Yeah? Like, I'm, okay. I'm good. Because like you're that, the fan base. You're the fan base. The Shem, first, has it been too long for you? Way first movie, too long. Way too long. The yeah. first movie was, like, hilarious and is an instant classic. But anything after that, like, they were funny, yeah. but I think too much time has passed. Yeah. The, the world was 1995? No, 2002 was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, jeez, I, I mean, it's But a I don't time. know, like Ice Cube, maybe he's got, like, a great idea. I don't, maybe he's not even thinking movie. Maybe he's thinking show for a streamer. Sure. Right? Something, you know, something along those lines. I think maybe that might, that's sort of the way that the world is, you know, going right now is I don't think that you could rely on Friday getting massive theatrical box office. But maybe you, maybe you could. I mean, yeah. geez, man, like Tyler Perry movies still kill at the box office, right? Like man. they really <laughs> Yo, do. That's who DC they really needs do. to hire. DC, if they want to help out their, their franchise, hire Tyler Perry. Well, I mean, he shoots his movies in 25 days, right? Yeah. They cost, you know, $15 million, and they do $100 million at the box office. Like, that man is that, all he's profit. Got, he's got a he's formula. He's all profit, right? He's got the, the, the perfect formula. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.